0: And Tarkin's niece is, uh, (laughs) what? It's going to bug
1: me that you're going to call him Tarkin Uh, the whole uh, goddamn time. By the
0: way, I am, because that's how he is in my notes this whole way through. So just buck up. Get used to it.
1: All right. So this is what I'm going to do, folks. You know this now. He's going to say Tarkin, and I'm just going to go in and punch in.
0: Peter Cushing. All right. (laughs) It's going to be fun. (laughs) Fun for me. Fun for you. I just don't know how long before, because I say the name Peter Cushing a lot. This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes.
2: In the last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our Constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human
3: suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires
0: on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants.
2: Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hill.
3: The fact that society is becoming much more open now, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved.
2: Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to cinema psyops. It must be all dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think
0: about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail.
1: And welcome to Cinema Psyops. Sitting across from me in this studio And a karaoke apologist in the name of cheap booze On a fucking New Year's Eve It's Matt
0: Wow, but it's cheap booze
1: Yes, but if you're not drinking And if you're not drunk Yeah No, this is not going to be in a popular opinion No but, but
0: karaoke fucking sucks Okay, now I will agree with you on those terms Yeah when you're not drinking uh-huh. or drunk Uh-huh Karaoke does indeed suck It's but, never good But I That is why I am never not drinking or drunk.
1: (laughs) I don't care how cheap the booze is, man. I don't Uh, care how drunk you are. Ugh. Karaoke always sucks. Now I know I'm hurting some listeners' feelings out there.
0: Yeah, do, do you think we have a lot of like some karaoke enthusiasts out My there? My bromance
1: out there in, really? uh, in England, Boz, he's an advocate of karaoke as now, well, so listen, I'm probably hurting
0: his feelings. Would you listen to Boz sing karaoke, though? I would how not be th- happy about it. I really? would not. I fucking hate karaoke. Even if they could sing well, you would hate karaoke. Here's like, the thing. I get Here's we were. the
1: thing about <laughs> karaoke. Here's the thing about it. No matter how good it is, it still fucking sucks. Okay. You could have somebody doing karaoke of their own fucking song, like a renowned fucking singer. Yeah. Like you put Frank Sinatra's goddamn reanimated corpse up there that sounds exactly like Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Singing one of his songs for fucking karaoke. Yeah. It'll still fucking suck. Really? It's fucking the worst. Uh, Wow. Yeah. I would rather listen to a badly performing cover band for 13 hours nonstop with no bathroom breaks than sit through one more goddamn motherfucking off-key piece of shit drunk asshole singing a fucking pop tune.
0: Okay, I'm not really quite hearing what you're saying. Could
1: you just come out and say it and stop trying to be vague? <laughs> I don't know how much more played I can say it. So, uh, karaoke I, fucking sucks. It never not sucks. So let me understand this.
0: Uh-huh. You don't like karaoke? Yeah, I oh. fucking hate karaoke. Why don't you just come out and say that? That's thing? what I fucking said! <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking worst, man.
1: Oh, Oh, man. And on top of that, I'm already not happy about the karaoke thing. Yeah. But before I start coming there, uh, we had steak. We had, we all went out for New yeah. Year's. We had steak. We yeah. had, I had I had mushrooms and onions and oh, yeah, some fried shrimp. I yeah. had like a really great meal. You had a spread. Absolutely delicious. I start having some stomach trouble, and I think, it's okay. I ate too much. I had some onions. Yeah. But I took some like, you know, antacid stuff yeah, to try yeah. and calm my stomach because I had to stop off at home to pick up my car. I get to the bar. I start having stomach knots like a motherfucker. Ooh. I'm telling Bev... My stomach hurts. I'm in pain for a good 45 minutes while stuck there. Damn. She's not understanding what
0: I'm saying. You think you got a bad piece of beef?
1: I don't think it was the food that I ate there. Yeah. I think it was something I ate a couple of days ago, and I'll, I'll get into that as well.
0: Oh, okay. Because this
1: story is going to go on for just a little bit. Just a little bit? All right. Yeah. I'm listening. It takes me 45 minutes to to basically talk to Bev because she's plowed. Yeah. It's New Year's Eve. She's plowed. Oh, yeah. That happens. Yeah. She thinks I'm bitching about the karaoke because I'm saying I'm in terrible pain. My stomach is killing me. I need to go home. Finish your wine. I need to go home. Yeah. I'm telling her this for like 30 minutes and she just keeps nursing her wine more and more because she wants to stay. She's having fun. I finally get to the point where I'm yelling in her ear. I'm in pain. I want to go home. My stomach hurts to where she finally understands that we need to leave, and then she proceeds to say goodbye to everybody in the bar while I'm telling her my stomach hurts, I want to go
0: home. Yeah, she really made the rounds there saying goodbye to people. It's what she does every fucking New Year's.
1: It's it's. I'm used to that. And when I'm just annoyed because I just want to leave, it's fine. Yeah. But when I think I'm going to shit myself, and I just want to leave, and I really don't want to take a dump in that shithole fucking
0: karaoke bar that we were at. You know what? They actually redid the bathrooms. It's not half bad. (laughs) I mean, just, I mean, future reference. And they actually did, like, European stalls where it's all closed off. Off. <laughs> it's nice, like full door, everything. Right. Yeah. But, but regardless, I, get what, I get
1: what you're saying. I'm in pain. I want to go home.
0: And also as one man to another who's done it, shitting yourself is not all that embarrassing. <laughs>
1: It would be for me because I actually have some respect for myself. Well, there's where your first problem was. So I get home, right? And I am already in a foul mood and I bitch about this mutual friend of my wife and your wife's who parked her car in the middle of our fucking driveway, pointed at an angle to make it look like she's not parked in the middle of the driveway, but is... Mm -hmm. because apparently she can't drive for shit. Okay. Bev thinks I'm mad at her for that because I dart out of my car to try and get into the house Yeah. because I feel like I'm going to puke and my stomach's getting worse. Yeah. I'm getting nauseous and then I'm just kind of like standing there for a second and then I I don't want to go in the house because I didn't think I was going to make it. I calm down. I walk back over to try and help her and she's pissed at me. I'm like, no, I do not feel good. I'm trying to tell you my stomach has been bugging me. I'm in pain. Yeah. I thought I was going to vomit there and then for the rest of the night, I'm sitting there there, drinking water, then I took Pepto-Bismol, and about two in the morning, we both fall asleep. Yeah. I'm still in pain, but it's not as bad, right? Mm-hmm. We have some Mangelson portraits somebody gave to us uh-huh. that uh, we're just kind of leaning against the wall in where the room where the cats are at. Yeah. They knock that shit over. It wakes us up from a dead sleep. My heart starts pounding. My adrenaline kicks in hardcore, and for the rest of the night, the lower parts of my guts are in knots so bad, I wake Bev up at four in the morning because I'm thinking I need to go to the hospital. Ooh. I was in that much pain. She tries to tell me I'm going to be fine and not worry about it and falls back asleep, basically. (laughs) <laughs> what the <laughs> hell was going on in your stomach? I don't know. I woke her up like two or three times where I'm like, I really feel awful. Something is wrong. Think it was those shrimps? No, I don't think it was the shrimp. I honestly don't think it was any of the food that we ate. Oh, okay. There. I think it was something.
0: I mean, my steak was good.
1: Yeah. I think it was something that I ate earlier in the week is yeah. what I'm getting at. But anyway, my stomach hurt so bad that I couldn't even go back to sleep. Stuff was getting really, really bad. And I was in pain to the point where, and you know me, I will avoid doctors. I will avoid emergency rooms at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I feel like I might be dying. I thought my appendix was going to burst. I was that, in that much pain. Holy shit. Like, I was like, I thought my appendix... Were you running
0: would... a fever at all?
1: No, that's the thing. I wasn't I wasn't running a fever, and I thought it, it felt like basically food poisoning, almost, because it was like that kind of knots and that pain, and I've had really bad food poisoning that felt that bad. Yeah. But to be indelicate, I wasn't getting the evacuation thing that happens with food poisoning.
0: Uh, See, so, because <laughs> that would make you feel better a little bit. Right. And
1: nothing's happening either way. Like, I'm if you do, not, if you do va-
0: a giant shit, that's going to make you feel... A lot better,
1: Right. Well, I'm not vomiting and none of that is happening. Nothing's coming out of me at all. It's just twisted mess pain is all I'm feeling for like two hours. Yeah. Um, at some point I lay down, I actually get my stomach to stop hurting and I lay down to try and go back to sleep and Bev starts snoring like crazy.
0: Oh Jesus.
1: Anytime she drinks, she snores real bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything, so do I.
1: So, like, I couldn't sleep. She kept me awake, so I go and I lay on the couch out in the living room. One of the cats comes over and lays on my stomach, but ends up kneading me where everything's hurting with their paws. Yeah. And I start feeling better because the cat's doing that. And like, it was basically giving me a, yeah. a, a, like a gut massage. I don't know what else to
0: call it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's what they had uh, the kneading thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's nice. And then he lays down and it's like
1: this like hot compress of cat on where my stomach hurts. Yeah. And so like, I'm laying there and I kind of fall asleep. He gets up, moves down to like lay by my legs. And then I start like, you know, making noises. Like I'm in pain again. Uh-huh. The cat senses it. He like, I guess yeah. he knows what's going on. Mac, yeah. He, he's like, oh shit. So he comes back. He starts kneading my stomach some more. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he lays right back down where it was. Calm down,
0: big guy. We're going to get through this. Yeah, he's like, I got you, buddy. I got you. Let's get some sleep over here. Yeah.
1: And at some point, Bev does get up and sit and watch some TV with me. I think it was like two or three in the morning when this happened, like the second or third time I woke her up. Yeah. And I just wanted her to kind of keep an eye on me and like talk to me to make sure I was okay.
0: Yeah. Not dying.
1: Yeah. And then when I decided to go back to sleep, that's when she starts snoring and that's when I had to go out to the couch.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: So I got maybe an hour and a half sleep. New Year's Eve. Nice. <laughs>
0: I think I slept like two hours.
1: Yeah, my stomach was still hurting the next day till about one o'clock in the afternoon on New Year's Day. And uh, the reason that I feel like it was something else that I ate, not what we ate on that dinner, is because much later on, after I started feeling better, is when the real bad stuff started coming
0: out. Oh, the devil? (laughs) The black black voodoo? Uh,
1: Yeah, it was like, um, all right, have you ever seen that movie with Ben Affleck where the town is overrun by that black, oily, sentient being that like, mimic people. Yes. That's what came out of me. Damn. I gave birth to an evil Phantoms. Phantoms. Fucking Phantoms is the bomb, yo. Ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, <laughs> yeah. and I dropped a bomb of Phantoms in my toilet. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Did you hear like a break of porcelain? You came out looking like a new man.
1: <laughs> no, but I feel like I lost like 55 pounds. Oh, it was yeah. really bad. Nice. So that was my fucking New Year's. Oh. Coincidentally, I've never felt better after going through all of that. Yeah. Like, I'm actually a lot more jovial.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you you shit out a demon.
1: I think all of my hatred towards karaoke got stuck in my guts.
0: <laughs> and it just, you shit out all your hate? No, it's still there. I'm still full of quite a lot of hate. No, but you shit out a lot of it. <laughs> like the extensive. What's amounts.
1: really funny is everybody too did to hear us talk about this sensual, erotic, wonderful movie that is The Vampire Lovers. Yes. Well, we're sitting we're, here
0: talking about my, my your bowel, bowel movements. movements. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Why like, not? It's like a phone call home to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know, why, now everyone knows why they, you just hate it when I start singing into this microphone.
1: Oh yeah. I will fucking hurt you when you do that. Like, I don't think people realize that like, that's not a shtick. I want to fucking kill you. You when
0: do. You do that. You, I don't think people realize it's part of the fun for me.
1: Off key singing for me sounds essentially like a baby being run through a wood chipper toes first.
0: I thought you would enjoy that.
1: No, like to other people. Oh, oh yeah, okay, I, gotcha, like. I gotcha. I gotcha.
0: I don't I gotcha. know how
1: else to describe something that would be horrible
0: to other people. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 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 no, it, that's that. You did pretty well there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So the yeah. vampire lovers is actually uh, what we're here to talk yes, about. You this did is what the notes. Hear. Yeah. Now, I don't think you've done a hammer film on this show before. Have you?
0: I don't think so. At least I don't know.
1: And have you seen any other hammer films before? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the Christopher Lee led Dracula movies and nope. stuff like that. You've never seen any hammer no. films?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. This is almost like a remedial. Or if horror. I have,
0: I can't remember.
1: Yeah. This is almost like a remedial horror for you then. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't realize. You didn't. You haven't knowingly seen a hammer yeah, film. Knowingly. Yeah. Knowingly. Oh, that's that's nuts so this yeah. is like a movie stack jenga remedial horror yeah nice An
0: exploitation a little oh yeah, yeah yeah
1: well we'll get into it more once we start talking about the actual film but this is when hammer films started literally going for the sexploitation all right and they started mixing their classic gothic horror with sexploitation and the story should seem kind of familiar to you got carmila and Mikarla again <laughs> Blood Spattered Bride. Oh, yeah. It's the same short story that Blood Spattered Bride took some cues from. Uh huh. It's the same story in The Vampire Lovers. That makes sense. But this is a much more faithful adaptation. There's a few things that are different, but that's also why this movie's finally remembered. All right. It's not just the ever so gorgeous
0: Ingrid Pitt. In the fact that it has Grand Moff Tarkin,
1: Peter Cushing is so much more.
0: You! remember some people the way you want to remember them. I'll remember people the way I want to remember them.
1: Yes, but in the grand scale of Peter Cushion's career, yes. Grand Moff Tarkin was just a huge fucking mistake.
0: No, it wasn't. It was one of the best things he's ever done.
1: Maybe to a sci-fi nerd like you who can't get over the fact that he's no longer five years old playing with Kenner toys, sure.
0: Oh my God, motherfucker, you have comic books <laughs> on the wall behind you. Actually, Pie kettle. <laughs> and I
1: actually collect toys that look like the old Kenner toys yeah. they're four horror movie characters. Yeah, so,
0: <laughs> what are we doing here, man? We're
1: talking some shit. <laughs> we're talking about shit. And we're about to get into some really good shit with yeah, the vampire lovers. Some hot, sexy shit. Some vampire lesbians with mm. no actual sex.
0: Yes, blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs> so, in that vein, we're going to play the promo for the Legion Podcast podcast. Patreon. If you guys aren't subscribing to that, you're going to make it to where we won't have a platform.
0: Yeah, why don't you love us? I mean, that's kind of what this is about. If you're not subscribing, it means that you don't love us, and if we died tomorrow, you wouldn't care. That's what it means.
1: And also, if you go to the Legion Patreon and support that, you're not supporting just this show, but all of the wonderful podcasts that really wish they weren't associated with this show that are on (laughs) Legion Podcast. We're going to have a little bit of music after this, and when we come back, we will have the trailer for The Vampire Lovers.
4: This'll keep Quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on LegionPodcasts.com,
1: getting a very heavily gothic vibe for the music that I picked I, yeah. I, I picked it from a bunch of different gothy kind of compilations so I picked three songs uh-huh. very gothy tried to get as much stuff about vampires that's sang by a female yeah. or that deals with a female vampire that is seducing an innocent person into the lifestyle of vampirism
0: mm, I just want to wear black put on some eyeliner and be scared of the sun
1: okay minus the eyeliner that's pretty much my whole <laughs> shtick in life <laughs> whole life and I used to wear the guy liner but like <laughs> then Billy Joel Armstrong Started doing it, and I'm like, Yeah, screw you and your guy liner, dude. That's yeah,
0: that's kind of what happened. Like, with guys, like, you we know, were trying to all be hardcore and everything. they wear earrings when earrings for guys first started, yeah. And then I think it was like Michael Bolton came out with his ears pierced, and all those guys were like, Oh, god damn it,
1: god damn it, Bolton. Well, the ear piercing thing goes back, and it's a bunch of different things that have nothing to do with what's going on with the show tonight, yeah. I know, but do you know what does have something to do with what's going on with the show tonight? What's that? This trailer, where are them titties? Bad segue,
3: come with- us if you dare into a twilight world of unspeakable horror you must
5: die everybody must die
3: sample <laughs> If you dare, the deadly passion of the vampire lovers. The vampire lovers, perverted creatures of the night, find their victims everywhere. The unsuspecting merrymakers in glittering ballrooms with their young and tender throats. The sleeping beauties whose troubled dreams turn into real terrifying nightmares.
5: It was a-
3: For God's sake, save her! No rest for the vampire lovers. No escape till their evil hearts are still for all eternity. If one remains, yes, even one, there will be thousands more. Beware. Beware the cold caress the kiss that kills. Beware
0: the vampire lovers. I'd be wary of them.
1: The only thing that I'll be wary of is the fact that I'm wearing out my rewind button on the (laughs) Blu-ray.
0: Right? (laughs) Let's go back. Back and to the left. Alright, vampire lovers! The movie starts with dialogue because I'm lazy fuck and it was uh, New Year's Day. That is our first clip. I place this memoriam card
2: in the pages of my history and the book is closed. I pray forever. I have written in full of how my sister died. How I, the Baron Hartog, avenged her death. The enemies I sought were no ordinary mortals. They were murderers from beyond the grave, for this ruined castle where I lay in wait had once been the home of the Karnstein family. And at certain times, their evil spirits thrust out from their moldering tombs and took a kind of human shape to roam the countryside and seek for victims to satisfy their need, their passion, their thirst for blood. Sometimes to court its victim, savoring its enjoyment, at other times to strangle and exhaust at a single feast I knew the specter when satiated would return to its grave I also knew that without the shroud in which it was interred to cloak its festering body there could be no night of rest for any vampire
0: alright we cut to a little bar scene people are having fun partying a bit we see this drunkie heads out to go take a piss because I mean I'm sure back then there weren't like toilets or anything you, kinda, you just did what you had to do
1: well well, and if you did have a chamber pot, most of the time they dumped them on the street anyway. Yeah, right. In the olden days. So. In the olden
0: days, it must have just smelt to high heaven. Probably. Yeah. That's just bad. <laughs> anyway, um, as he is getting ready to take a piss, he looks behind and he sees something and he smiles. As we go back into the bar, they hear him scream and when they open up the door, they find him dead, bleeding from the neck. Uh, we now see Baron Hartog as he's following this creature and he is hanging on to a stone shroud, as it is told that as long as the shroud is not there, the creature cannot truly rest.
1: Yeah, that is a completely different mythos than what we have with the Dracula story. But according to what I saw in some of the special features in the behind the scenes stuff, that's actually this short story that this is based on predates Stoker's Dracula. Oh, wow. Yeah. So go figure.
0: Uh, He sees a beautiful woman. She kind of entrances him a little bit. And as she comes up, she presses herself against him and feels his cross against her this causes her to lurch back her fangs to expose showing that she is indeed a vampire
1: at that point i would have let her bite me i would have ripped the cross off and been like take me
0: no really be, but they're not gonna do anything cool they're just gonna kill you
1: not if i get to come back as a vampire
0: okay but then they got to make you come back as a vampire
1: well yeah that's all i want
0: oh so then you gotta hope you're, you have a vampire who will do that and one that's just not gonna look at you as a responsibility
1: depending upon what type of vampire you're involved with yeah you're gonna come back too yeah that's the best yeah <laughs> unless unless you're like their you know underling servant but given the way that she looked I would have probably been all about being her underling servant mm-hmm. so there we go uh,
0: as she advances again he's able to uh, unsheath his sword and behead the vampress
1: yes he takes out his very phallic weapon and puts that vampire lesbian right into her place
0: Oh, 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 oh. you know I, I didn't think of it like that but now it's the only thing I can think of yeah okay. we're
1: gonna have some patriarchal uh, discussions on this episode that's for sure
0: awesome and then we cut to a very civilized ball, what I suppose is supposed to be the present day, but it's not. I've been watching too many day.
1: phantasms, so when you say civilized ball, I just picture the silver sphere coming out.
0: Cut it around. Yeah. Um, we see our own, our very special Grand Moff Tarkin is throwing this ball. Peter and Cushing is party. so
1: much more than Grand Moff
0: Tarkin. He's in a uniform, he's Grand Moff Tarkin, and now he's going to teach those rebel scum what it is to be a member of the empire.
1: Granted, Peter Cushing is the greatest thing that ever happened to the Star Wars franchise. The cat
0: Alex McGinnis. But that's another here or yeah, there. Well, Peter Cushing. We'll we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. Or James Earl Jones's voice. <laughs> it's one of the few things.
1: It's still Peter Cushing. He's uh, the greatest thing that's ever happened ever.
0: Okay. You have your opinions. It's nice.
1: <laughs> Peter Cushing is the best, man.
0: Peter Cushing is one of the best. Oh, uh, he is the best. Alright. Okay. Anyway, a daughter and a father seem to be leaving the party. Uh, and Peter Cushing's niece is uh, kind of sad about that, but uh, they all agree that they will stay with them. A countess and her daughter show up, and the Countess kind of really catches uh, Tarkin's fancy there, and they all begin dancing, uh, and her daughter's name is Marcella. Peter Cushing's niece, Laura, is dancing with her beau, gentleman collar, boyfriend, whatever you would call it back then. His name is Carl. Betrothed? Yeah, betrothed. The she man is, she's courting. She is very happy with Carl, as everyone is looking at Marcella but Carl. And she's like, oh, and she's even staring at you, Carl, and I think she would take you away from me. And Carl actually looks over and says, no, I believe she is looking at you. Dun, dun, dun! Exactly. Look out, gentlemen.
1: There are evil, vampirous, lesbian women out there trying to take your girl and prove to you and the rest of the world that you are no longer necessary. C- Be fearful of the vampire lesbians coming to take your women. Can I watch? No, you're not allowed. uh uh-huh. They literally do that's... not need you for anything. I, well, I know they don't need me to you.
0: anything. I'm asking if I may watch. I know they don't need me. Permission denied. Okay, that's really the only thing that's You'd- me out about this. The only thing you get to do is clean up the mess afterwards. No, I'll just leave that there. Just go home. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs>
1: That's really what this movie's all about. Yeah. The, the whole the whole lesbian vampire subgenre that happened in this mm-hmm. era of film is but, literally men's fear of women quote unquote doing it for themselves. Yeah. Or taking care of each other. Yeah. And so the patriarchy is threatened by the fact that women will band was, together.
0: Yeah, it, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I please each other. It. Yeah. I get yeah, I don't know. Uh, All right. I mean, mean, bravo. I I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's
1: the overarching menace. It's kind of
0: a... Yeah, it's so weird. How insecure do you have to be to believe all women are deep down, apparently deep down seated lesbians, do not want penis at all, and they they just put up with us because they think they're forced to.
1: I know you have no choice in who you are sexually attracted to. There you go. I, I get that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the fear that men have for that kind of thing, they're causing it themselves is what I'm getting
0: at. Oh, yeah. Their insecurities push women away. Yes. And, and then they all think, well, I, I, she's probably with another lesbian when she's probably just with another dude and just never seen that insecure shithead again.
1: <laughs> well, Matt knows because he's driven plenty of women to lesbianism.
0: Yeah, but that's not because of my insecurity. Uh, being a raging alcoholic will usually do that. <laughs> little column A, little column B. I'm not even solely insecure. I totally know I'm not worth shit. <laughs> That's not being insecure. That's being very secure in the fact that I'm not worth shit.
1: You're very secure in the fact that you have no redeeming value for women.
0: That is uh, very correct. But I still fooled one. Knocked her up. Now she's trapped. Ha <laughs> ha. Wow. Yeah.
1: So while we're being misogynistic, holy fuck is Ingrid Pitt gorgeous in this oh, movie. Oh, is she
0: not? Yeah. <sighs> Although whoever, I I didn't look it up. Whichever actress played Emma, that was... Uh, Madeline Smith. Oh my gosh, she is gloriously the, oh, beautiful but, as well. And I'll tell you, but her eyes are like mega big. That's like alien big eyes. Like, she was crossed from a human and an alien, and they made it, and that was the result. No, she's Beautiful, just... but their eyes are like anime.
1: I will say that she is pretty much like an otherworldly being, <laughs> but what I'm getting at is she's too beautiful for this world.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Madeline
1: Smith and Ingrid Pitt Smith. are just so yeah. gorgeous. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, oh, oh, many of the women in this film are, are very gorgeous. Yeah, so. you'd
1: be hard-pressed to find a woman that wasn't gorgeous in this film.
0: Yes. Just then, the most obvious vampire shows up and delivers news to the Countess that a dear your friend is dying. Uh, She asks Peter Cushing if she can go ahead and her daughter Marcilla could stay and uh, Peter Cushing says sure why not.
1: I guess that's part of the short story too where it's like a family of people that are all have like this vampirism thing going on and so they have this whole like changeling thing going on where they're like here take care of my daughter for a minute something's come up.
0: Yeah I gotta go. Yeah and that's how they spread it out. Back then you could just leave your kids strangers. It didn't matter.
1: (laughs) Yeah because you could always make another one.
0: Yeah I mean I mean, if the plague didn't take him, what are the neighbors going to do? Right. We see uh, Marcella is then outside in the night. And the obvious vampire is just being a vampire and uh, smiles showing off his vampire teeth. So, by the way, just as a spoiler alert, you're never going to explain who this guy is or why he's just standing there. It's just not going to happen. So if you're looking for any payoff as to why the vampire guy is just standing there on occasion smiling or watching from the shadows, you're not going to get it. Stop trying.
1: pay close enough attention then he he was the one that was kind of commanding everything and directing it in this movie oh really yeah in the short story he's just a servant and he's just there to keep an eye and make sure that she's safe but Hammer didn't like that or whoever wrote this or however the decision got made didn't like that there were female vampires doing it for themselves so even the lesbian female vampires needed to have a male overlord wow patriarchy
0: yeah right Jesus Mm -hmm. so they
1: take a servant and elevate him to the leader
0: damn (laughs) the next morning Marcella and Laura are talking and Marcella comments on how beautiful she believes Laura to be. And uh, you get a little kind of, you know, a little moment there where, you know, it seems almost obsession-like.
1: Well, yeah. Um, Marcella, Carmilla, me, Carla, a.k.a. Ingrid Pitt, playing those roles, falls in love really fast even for lesbians.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she falls in love quick. Yeah. In like, not just regular love. Obsession love.
1: Yeah, it's not really her falling in love. She becomes it, obsessed really, really quick. Yes. Even for a goth.
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> this whole episode is just me trying to fucking offend as many people like yeah, karaoke, can. women, goths. So if you're a female goth who loves to karaoke, we just lost <laughs> you as a fan. Oh, oh, man.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, if you are right now a lesbian goth who loves karaoke, right now you're probably like taking a picture of Korsai up and throwing darts at it, trying to make a voodoo doll. Like, fuck this guy.
1: Either that or they just unsubscribe and we never hear from them again.
0: Which would be sad, because I really believe you should always want to hear from the lesbian goth karaoke thing. Karaoke- Enthusiasts, <laughs> I do, but you know what I don't want to hear from them—the karaoke. The karaoke. Yeah, <laughs> Laura begins to have nightmares of her being attacked by a large cat. And
1: Symbolism, yeah, yeah, right. We'll get into it because you pulled a clip of it, which I'm very yeah. glad that you did. But we'll yeah, get into she's that whole thing a little
0: later. I know, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Just saying,
1: i on top of her and was rubbing up against her.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter Cushing and the maid run in to make sure she's all right. Once they do, they're leaving. They want to make sure Marcella wasn't scared from the screaming. Which, by the way, when you're watching this with headphones on, that screaming gets really loud and will bust your eardrum. <laughs>
1: That's why you have uh, a <laughs> night listening mode on to where it levels it out when you wear
0: headphones. See, smart idea. I didn't. And I wanted Laura to die. Which she does shortly after that screaming Thank match. Thank God.
1: <laughs> Thank the screenwriter because yeah. they're the ones that made that happen for you.
0: They go to check on Marcella. No one opens the door. And Peter Cushing just pretty much explains that. Oh, let's not bother her if she's still sleeping. Peter Cushing and the town doctor are talking. And that is our next clip. It troubles me, doctor. The child seems to get weaker and weaker. Anemia.
2: They don't eat. Only think of their figures. Common with young girls, sir, I assure you. And a few old ones, too. But these dreadful nightmares she keeps having. Body weakens. Mind gets active. Needs some iron, that's all. Green stuffs, red meat. Put some blood back into her. Drop off port, perhaps, at night. Well, I'm glad you don't regard it as too serious a matter. She'll be all right. I'll ride over again in a day or two. Be very grateful. Goodbye, doctor.
0: Thanks. Marcella starts really putting the moves on Laura just a bit more aggressively than she has been, leaving Laura looking very confused.
1: Too far, Marcella.
0: Too far? No means no. Yeah, right. Take a hint. (laughs) Carl shows up and would like to see Laura, but Peter Cush informs Carl that uh, she, as now, doesn't want to see anyone much these days, except for Marcella. She? He's got Stockholm Syndrome. Right? Uh, Lesbian being vampire style. We have more nightmares and we see Laura's looking really bad and Laura most likely is dying. Carl fetches the doctor and Laura only wants to see Marcella, but at first they cannot find her. She then shows up to visit and pronounces that Laura is now dead. The doctor checks her out uh, and we have our boob appearance number one of the doctor checking her out. So, I mean, but it's kind of like, you know, she's dead, so. I'm still into it. Yeah, so for court, thank you, movie.
1: <laughs> if cold storage is your thing. Oh, a cold meat locker? It's just called cold packing or cold storage.
0: Anyway, they find the bite marks on her neck, and Peter Cushing starts yelling for Marcella, but she is gone. And then when we view, we see actually Marcella's grave with her name on it. Ooh spooky. As Laura's friend who we saw at the party is mourning, her father talks to Carl and that is our next clip. Poor Laura.
2: And the general? The general has gone away, sir. To visit a friend the Baron Hartog. Yes, he wouldn't want to stay in that house. I understand that. Mimsel Peridot will look after.
0: Wow. Uh, then we cut to a young woman being chased in the dark forest. She is then tackled, and we see what appears to be uh, a female form wearing a nightgown, and then that woman is killed, all while Shadow Man, Vampire Man watches.
1: Yeah, he's not just watching. He's commanding and or demanding this sort of thing right. in this film. Okay. As right. inaccurate to the story see, I don't
0: really is. get that, but I did not think he was commanding anybody. But
1: He's supposed to be in charge. Yeah. I, they probably didn't make that obvious. Obvious enough for a hungover fucker who's doing the notes on New Year's Day. Maybe not. (laughs) Apparently not. Maybe not. Definitely not
0: probably not <laughs> certainly not alright I was hung over just stop it already yes get over that Emma and her father are riding when they come across a carriage accident we see the women getting out Are it's, the first woman is the same countess from the party but at this time now it's her brother dying but Emma's father offers to let her daughter stay with them as they have a house near and Emma could use the company well at first he
1: wants them both to stay there so their carriage yes. can be repaired but she says she needs to carry on but it to would be her brother but it would be okay if her daughter stays because she's been shaken by the accident. Yes,
0: and when they go into the carriage, we see it is Marcella, only this time her name is Carmella. So, Dr. Dracula. Dr. Acula. Dr. Dracula. <laughs> Dr.
1: Acula. Dracula. Mr. Alucard. <laughs> Alucard.
0: <laughs> hey, don't talk about jean Luke Picard like that. How dare you, sir? Make it so. Alright. We cut to a scene where Emma is with like uh, I don't know, what would you think? Like the, her nanny, almost. Not really nanny. She's um, too old, but like... Uh, she is her tutor. She's tutor, like her living yeah. tutor. They call her a governess at Gov- one point. Governess
1: is a good word for it yeah. because it's basically like a caretaker and tutor all rolled into one. Yes. She's like a substitute because the girl doesn't and have a mother. She also kind
0: of like runs the house if the father isn't around.
1: Right, because she's, the mother's not there to be the one who runs the house, so she's the one who runs the house.
0: Yeah, she's like the mother. She's taken on a mother role in a uh-huh. uh, just with, not married to the them, you know. Oh, yeah, but she's probably
1: still fucking him for the money, too.
0: Do you think she? No. That's the way it worked back then. Uh, Well, maybe uh, we don't know that for a fact for this family.
1: Well, yeah, maybe her dad's an up and up guy, but
0: her dad seems like a nice guy.
1: All I'm saying is if that lady was the governess of my house, it wouldn't be long before she would be my next wife.
0: Uh All right. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, anyway, Emma's with her and trying to learn German and uh, Carmela helps,
1: which is interesting because Ingrid Pitt is a Holocaust survivor.
0: Yeah. Anybody else feel weird that uh, most of these people who are going to be descendants of these people because they're in Germany are going to be Nazis. So it's like maybe you want the vampires to kill more of them off.
1: The actress who plays Carmelo Micarla in Pitt pit is a serious Holocaust survivor. She was in camps, survived. Jesus. She has an amazing story about her life of like the arc of her life that that happened. Yeah. I'm sure. Just unbelievable. The adversity that she's overcome to be in this movie and make me drool over her. (laughs)
0: Cool. Carmella is in the bath, and that's boob appearance number two, and that's a big thank you movie. That is a huge double thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hold oh, on. Wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get to more. Yes. Emma comes in, and Emma comments how much she loves Carmella's dresses. All the Carmilla-
1: while, Ingrid Pitt's boobs are featured yeah. very prominently on screen yeah. for everyone who is into Ingrid Pitt's body, which uh-huh. is pretty much everybody.
0: Carmella stands up. We get a nice little butt shot there, a nice little booty shot.
1: Depending upon the version of it, you see when she stands up, there's a little bit bit of shot of pubic hair as she's turning oh. around and depending upon your high definition and zoom capabilities you can see a lot more than what you probably should have
0: okay weirdo anyway i'm just so <laughs> like done with that booty though
1: yeah but you weren't so upset whenever i did a screen snapshot and sent it to you now were you shut up
0: man <laughs> Can you just be cool for once? No. Have uh, you met me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, movie, for that booty. Thank you, movie, for everything. Uh, uh, now, thank you more coming up here because and Emma disrobes to try out one of the dresses and Carmilla says she also has to take off her bodice. Bodice, yeah. And uh, once that comes off, <sighs>
1: <laughs> it's a, that's
0: it's, a boob appearance number three. And it's at this point, point where
1: Matt's notes are stained with this yellow, crusty stuff. <laughs>
0: She wants to wear one of the dresses that's too long for her. And it's too so, big for her. Yeah, yeah. They, they Carmilla
1: start, tells her the dress is going to be Carmilla too big.
0: chases her around and then tackles her onto the bed. And,
1: and Carmilla's ugh. wearing her towel with fringes on the end of it. I've never seen a towel like that before. Don't me neither, but that, it was
0: nice. It but was they a, call it a towel. And
1: they She's can, got that wrapped around her waist yeah. so that she's not showing off the parts of her body that she shouldn't be showing yeah. off.
0: And there's giggling and...
1: And then the other one's just barely holding up a dress and then they fall to the bed together. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fall to the bed giggling. I have to pause
1: the movie to pass out uh, for a moment. I know,
0: right? I got no blood going to my head anymore. <laughs>
1: I got extremely lightheaded watching this
0: movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. And uh, we cut to it's dinner time. I only wrote this down because that was funny. Oh, uh, well, it's
1: important to note when they fall to the bed. It yeah. looks like Carmilla is she starts staring deeply into yes. Emma's eyes. Yes, there's eyes. a moment, and it looks as almost like Carmilla moves in for a kiss, and yeah. that it's two young girls. Mm -hmm. quote-unquote young girls because one of them's not very young at all no uh exploring each other for the first time let's phrase it that way yeah but before we can enjoy any of that and before any scissoring actually shows up Uh, they cut away where's the scissoring (laughs) vampire girl scissoring goes all eternity
0: oh yeah oh my god it's like an infinite loop of scissoring (laughs) that's a clip I'm proud of that one. <laughs> yeah, that would be the one I'd play whenever you've been a good boy, and I want to reward you. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's dinner time, and the only reason I marked this down is because it's funny. They ask Carmela if she wants red or white wine. Of course, Carmela says, the red. Ha,
1: ha, ha. If it was Bella Lugosi, he would just answer that he never drinks wine.
0: Yes. Emma now is starting to have nightmares, and Mademoiselle Peridot, as they call her, as her name is, comes in, and that is our next clip. Emma, dear,
5: what is it? What's the matter? I must have dreamed dreamed what great cat it was there it was a nightmare no my eyes were open I swear I saw it it was gray and big as a wolf it had enormous eyes all the better to see you with don't laugh at me oh I'm sorry I was only joking to make you feel better but you must be rational either you had a nightmare or you were awake and saw a cat a big cat gray it's all right look it's only good stuff you're very bad, Gustave. Emerald was terrified of you. But, Mademoiselle Peridou, it wasn't Gustave. It was a big cat, grey. Shall I make Gustave big and grey for you? There you are, you see. You mustn't let your imagination get the better of you. I'm sorry. Will you sleep now? I'll try. The trouble with this part of the world is they have too many fairy tales. I've let Anna sleep on. She had a bad nightmare again.
2: It's beginning to worry me. She seems to have them every night now. She's so pale and listless. I think she must be fretting over Laura. Good morning. Good morning. I wish it weren't necessary for me to go to Vienna today, but you'll write to me. Let me know how she is. Naturally. Why don't you call in the doctor? A tonic would do her good. I'm sure it's just nerves, but I know I can leave her safely in your hands.
5: Of course. Mr. Morton, I will take care of Emma as though she were my own sister.
2: I'll just look in and see how she is before I go.
5: I'll come with
1: you. No, thank you. I'm not hungry. She's not hungry because she had a whole mouthful of Emma last night
0: exactly I mean blood she drank uh, Emma's blood yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. as Mr. Morton is heading out of town he asked Carl to look on uh, in on Emma as he is away he mentions that he she has a friend over and he goes there's two pretty girls that uh, she can hang uh, you can say hello to and that actually leaves Carl a little concerned because as he knows Laura had a friend who now they never could find again so
1: yeah and Lord knows that any pretty girl that shacks up with another pretty girl is going to cause problems for the patriarchy so he should be concerned that women are bonding because it okay, might but, uh, rise up and kill
0: us all. But I mean, in this instance, uh-huh. It's bad. Right. It's always yeah. bad. Yeah, Not always bad. Just this instance. Well, this instance is always, so it's bad. Okay. Listen, man, how many more letters do we have to get before you stop? <laughs> I'm being facetious. I think our audience is smart enough to know that. I do too, but I don't think you are. <laughs> you don't think I'm being
1: facetious or you don't think I'm smart enough to know whether or not I'm facetious?
0: I don't think you're being facetious. <laughs> I, am totally I know being... I'm not smart enough to spell facetious. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't even know what the definition is. Hey, listen, I watched a movie once. Yeah. Yeah, this one. This one what? <laughs> Movie. Just
1: do the notes.
0: <laughs> Emma is very scared and Mademoiselle tries to calm her down. Emma and Carmela then speak in our next clip.
5: Pulling her gently towards him, he showered her sweet upturned face with manly kisses. This is a silly book. But it's a lovely story. Don't you wish some handsome young man would come into your life? <laughs> no, neither do you, I hope. I'd like to see one. I wish Karl would come again. He's very handsome. Who? Karl Epphardt. He manages General Spielsdorf's estate. Do you know the general? No. His niece was my best friend, and then she died.
4: Oh, you chat on like an old peasant woman sometimes. Always of death and tragedy.
5: Carmilla, you are unkind. Emma, you know how it upsets me. I'm sorry. Forgive me? No, forgive me. I shouldn't snap at you like that. You're so sensitive.
4: Only about some things, and about you.
5: Silly. Why about me? Because I love you, and I don't want anyone taking you away from me. Taking me away? Who do you mean? You know we'll always be friends, Carmilla. Surely you don't mean my handsome young man. Why? I do believe you're jealous. Why should I not be? Why? Because it's not the same thing. It's different. I want you to love me for all your life. Come along. That's enough chatter for tonight.
1: Good night,
0: Emma. Good night, Mademoiselle Perodot. You are so kind. That obsession comes real quick, doesn't it? Yeah, it's
1: the obsession is hitting a little fast even for a goth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which
1: I equate goths to vampires anyway.
0: Yeah, right. I mean it's kind of the same thing, isn't it?
1: Sort of. I mean one influence the other.
0: They all like dress it in period piece and they're pale and
1: Wait, when you say period piece, you mean clothing oh yeah goths don't always dress like they're from victorian era uh, like that's put a, a certain subset of is goths. there a
0: certain subset of goths who do that yeah, yeah, some yeah goths, i'm, I'm if not aware you say, of all the set some goths if you say you're
1: gonna dress in a period piece uh, will wear something that will horrify you really they get real dark real fast oh wow real twisted real Ooh, weird nice i'm so proud to be one of them
0: you're a goth i used to be you used to be yeah <laughs> give you a minute might be again i got better yeah
1: <laughs> i still <laughs> like the subset oh which subset no <laughs> No, no. I goth is a subset of, yeah. oh yeah, of punk rock and other types of music. I got gotcha. you. Kind of boiled out of it all comes back to Susie Sue, Matt. Who's Susie Sue? The lead singer of Susie and the Banshees. Who's that? Oh, fuck off. Read your
0: notes. Okay. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> that night, another young lady is attacked in her home. She actually looks um, when she first sees her attacked. Her she looks rather excited, actually. And well, she's
1: startled awake, and yep. then the hand kind of caresses her, and... and then the lesbianism overtakes her. Yes, because that's one. More infectious than Vampirism uh, Of course All it takes is one Ingrid pit And every woman's Gonna turn a crossover <laughs> every,
0: every, every woman's Gonna go ahead And turn into a lesbian uh, And later on That young girl Is found dead With uh, bleeding From her throat
1: <laughs> Very badly bleeding From plastic right.
0: surgery The next day Carmella and uh, Emma Are hanging out outside And uh, Carmella Or Emma uh, Questions why Carmella Is always hanging out In the shadows She says Because the sun Hurts my eyes And that uh, You know and she and they're like Well close them because she's like, it's so beautiful out.
1: Yeah, that whole thing where she said like she doesn't like to be in the sun because yeah. the sun hurts her eyes and she, all the stuff that she complains about not liking, I'm like, man, too bad that Carmilla's not into dudes because I would so hang
0: out with her. Yeah, right? In the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- why does she have to be into dudes? She could probably be friends with a guy. Well, if yeah. you're willing to be friends with her, can't you just be friends with a woman? That's possible? Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Like, according to Mike Pence, I can't even, like, have dinner with a woman that's not
0: my wife. Oh, well, yeah, but Mike Pence is an idiot.
1: All right. Yeah! Yeah, I guess platonic relationships can exist between a man and a vampire lesbian.
0: You mean just a man and a woman. There's a difference! <laughs> Uh, ladies if you want to turn to a different show now go ahead there's plenty of other programming on on this great legion podcast network you could the two ladies that listen to this show the two ladies that listen if you guys just want to leave we understand we get it we get it we're not for everyone
1: they know that I'm fucking around
0: I know they know I'm fucking around I would never tell someone to leave the show keep listening by God it's the only thing keeping me alive
1: I'm just worried that like for the one brief moment someone takes you seriously It's when you say that. Please don't stop listening to this show ever, because we need your love and support, because we have no emotion other than our own insecurities.
0: Yes. I'm very secure in my insecurities. Uh, We actually have a funeral procession that comes by, and the funeral procession causes Carmilla to have a bit of a paperclips moment, where she screams out what you just heard in the trailer, where she's like, you're going to die. Everyone dies. It's sort of like a goth version of Oprah. You're going to die, and you're going to (laughs) die.
1: Check under your fucking chairs, because you're
0: all going to die. Die! Die.
1: <laughs> I have a question for you. Do you think this little meltdown that she has here is over some kind of guilt for causing the death of all these girls that she becomes obsessed with? Or do you think it's like the reminder that everyone else will be able to get some peace and be buried and she will continue to live on regardless? She'll never be at rest.
0: I think it's that, the second one. Oh, yeah. So I don't believe she has remorse for what she's doing to people. Okay. Uh, But I do believe it's jealousy of people. And also it's the hatred of religion that, you know, because that's not something that that's God, good. I
1: so good. fucking hang out with her for that
0: reason <laughs> Yes, and it's the anger that others are going to find peace while, unless somebody kills her, she will have to live forever.
1: Okay. See, I always kind of like, when the first time I watched it, the first time around, I thought she was feeling guilty because I always assumed, and it was confirmed later, but I always assumed that the main guy vampire that was running around was sort of like the overseer Dracula that was making them do this, and it made it seem like she really was falling in love with all these women, but she had no choice but to kill them.
0: And you see, I don't think she fell in love with Laura, but I agree. She fell in love with Emma and we'll see that later.
1: I think she's pretty much falling in love with like every freaking beautiful girl that she comes across. Yeah. Which is something that, um, Same Ingrid she's, Pitt's vampire character and I like, have in common.
0: She's like the drunken frat guy at every bar, at like closing time, falling in love with every woman. To get-
1: no, it's nothing like that. I think she legitimately becomes, over she's like Edgar Allan Poe obsessed, falling in love with every girl she comes across. Nice. And I think that's like part of her curse and part of the reason why she gets so, so, upset when they found release and they've actually been dead Mm. and they're dead and she's stuck with the memory of all of them, but never being able to see them again. And you know how your heart's broken every time you lose a loved one. She's got that. How many centuries worth? Yeah. It's my thing.
0: You know what? She's just, you know, she needs to just become an adult and just accept that people leave.
1: I'm so glad you went that route and didn't do the typical. All she needs is one good man to turn her.
0: Oh God. No.
1: (laughs) Cause I will submit to you once again, all any woman really needs is one good Ingrid Pitt. Yeah. And that will turn them.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. If they were straight. There's no such thing as just one good dick, because there is no good dicks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to me, there's only one good one, and that's my own. <laughs> and it's not doing anything it's not supposed to. Yeah,
0: there
1: you go. <laughs> well, mine sometimes got, it does a few things it shouldn't.
0: Mine got me into a lot of trouble in my early years, but I'm fine now.
1: <laughs> mine sometimes does a few things that it's not supposed to, but most of that is related to peeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old I did, and did. incontinent. <laughs>
0: Testy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, Carmella is reading to Emma, and that is our next clip. He enfolded her in his arms, and there was rapture in their wild embrace.
5: There. Oh, Carmela, Do let's have another chapter. You read so beautifully. Tomorrow. You're not going. I must. I'm sorry. You've read too much. I've tired you. Perhaps. I wish I felt tired. I never do. Not at night. Just sort of... Excited. Do you? Yes. And I don't sleep, at least not for ages. And then I feel so wretched and tired during the day.
2: And do you dream?
5: You know I do. Horrid dreams. And so strange and lifelike. Tell me. I haven't told anyone. Not everything. I can't. Tell me. The cat comes and sits at the foot of my bed staring and it reaches out towards me and i try to scream but my throat is strangled and it lies across me warm and heavy and i feel its fur in my mouth and i wretch with fear and then and then it turns into you camilla <laughs> <laughs> and then you embrace me and kiss me and suddenly everything's all right and i'm so happy but even as you're holding me close i feel a pain sharp as needles dragging at me I feel the life running out of me as though my blood were being drawn and I wake and scream oh my poor darling, you know you'll always be safe as long as you're with me.
1: So the cat crawls up onto her and she feels its fur in her mouth. Uh-huh. The fur of the pussy mm-hmm. that climbs on top of her is in her mouth. Is Carmilla mouth-riding these girls before she takes the blood? I mean, like, that's how I'm picturing it. Yeah. But she's doing it like Bram Stoker's Dracula the movie style, where she's like in this werecat form. Yeah. And that's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Some werecat lesbian mouth rape going on. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a clip. <laughs> that sequence where she kind of, like, is reading that that erotic fiction, and then Emma is all like, Oh, wouldn't that be glorious to have a man come in and sweep us off our feet? You know? And... <laughs> Ingrid Pitt's character of is like, no, I would
0: not like that. I would not like that at all. I have no need for men.
1: I have you, Emma. Don't you love me the way I love you? I love you, Emma. Love me back. And Emma's like, I don't know if I love you, but I'm terrified of this cat that keeps crawling onto my mouth and rubbing its fur in my tongue. <laughs> Sitting on my face. <laughs> and then it transforms into you. And I don't know why. And then you bite my breast. And I don't want to love it, but I do. Yes. I do love it, Carmilla. <laughs> and Carmilla's all like, oh, hey, hey, Emma. Real quick. Stop ruining my fan fiction.
0: Hair check real quick. (laughs) Stop ruining my fan fiction. I was on a roll. God damn it. God damn it. No, I got to get you these notes. All right. <laughs> we'll be here in five hours while you write the war and peace of Carmela and, and uh, Emma.
1: Just because I have a manuscript here that is thicker than war and peace. That's just that sex scene in my imagination. Yeah. With a whole lot of werecat lesbian mouth rape. Yeah. That's the title of my manuscript. <laughs> Why
0: are you so upset about this? I, I think it's the word rape that's in there. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I think that might cause a problem. Well, like, the girls aren't really willing, so... I'm just going to say, uh-huh. whoever's buying your book is going to be put on a list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Coincidentally, whoever's publishing my book
0: it's going to be put, put on, on a list. <laughs> In fact, just talking about this book, you and I are both on a list. Well, it exists
1: out there, folks. If you want to read my 7,000-page manuscript on the sex scene between Carmilla and Elma, I did write it.
0: I'm going to tell you right now, you better tell them you're joking, because with our kind of audience, they're going to ask you for it. Shut up, dude. If people want to buy it, I'll fucking write it. <laughs> fucking get to work.
1: I can write a 7,000-page lesbian sex scene with vampire wear. Cat mouth rape, sure. That's oddly specific, but yes. <laughs> Well, it's my fanfic for this
0: movie, so there we go. There you go. Uh, after all this, we get some kissy kissy and another a boob appearance number four. And I think, are we getting lesbian sex? Because uh, Carmilla moves down and you just kind of see Emma stared at the ceiling. Is
1: this the sequence where it gets kind of hallucinatory in the, the middle of it? little, yeah. Yeah, where it starts going weird and zooming in yeah. and out and she's making weird faces.
0: Yeah, because I yes. think she's having an orgasm yes. for the first time. Yes.
1: Now, Madeline Smith, the very young lady. She was like, I think barely 18 or 19 when they made this movie. I think she was like just north of being able to pop up naked in film kind of deal. Really? Yeah. Like super young in this. She claims that she had no idea what they were having her act like because that scene, she's alone in bed when they're filming her Uh, face. And later on, she's like, well, I didn't even, I think she even said the line of like, I didn't even know what an orgasm was at that point or something. Jesus. In an interview with her, or she said, I had no idea that that's what they were having me mimic. And I think she did say that. All I know is that when I saw that in the interview on the Blu-ray, when she said those lines, I'm like, at 18 or 19? Yeah. And I just felt so sad for her. I'm like, how many years was it till you found out? What an
0: orgasm. Because That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, why couldn't she find out like the rest of us by having one without, you know, what, knowing what it was at first? I know. You're just like, what the fuck just happened to me? Because immediately after that, you're like, oh, sweet
0: mystery <laughs> of life. At last I found thee. <laughs> how'd you know what i'm
1: i was there duh <laughs>
0: that was the first time i ever had an orgasm yes
1: 25 years before we ever met <laughs> oh i thought you met last week
0: <laughs> wow and you have a
1: kid how is that even possible
0: no one knows <laughs> i'm pretty sure science knows how i did enjoy <laughs> you ever hear i smoked it but i didn't nail it <laughs> All right, let's get these notes done. We're so close to being them. Anyway, the shadow man's also watching this and I don't blame him. I would also watch this. So fist bump shadow man, you continue creeping. This is how I knew the shadow man was in charge for sure. Yeah. Because there's no way that
1: Carmilla would let him watch this otherwise. Oh yeah,
0: right. Uh, We cut to a scream. Uh, Mademoiselle comes in and now there are bite marks on Emma's chest. Carmilla comes in and says it's actually from a brooch she gave uh, Emma. And she even told her to be careful with it. She sews the brooch to mademoiselle and says, here, I have one just like it. And then gives it to hers as a gift. Um, Marking more territory. As soon as it's pinned on her, it almost is like mademoiselle is now under Carmella's control. It's Ingrid Pitt. All
1: you got to do is stare at her eyes for more than five seconds and you're under her control.
0: Uh, They leave Emma's room. They go into Carmella's room. Carmella informs mademoiselle to turn down the light. She does. And Carmella strips down the most
1: gorgeous, Gorgeous silhouette of a naked body in film is in that scene. Yeah, when she drops down the lights and you can just see the outline of Ingrid Pitt's body, and it's just like the shadowy form of her body is just so gorgeous. The cinematography on that is just incredible. Nice. It's like erotic and <laughs> and just artistically beautiful.
0: Fantastic. All at once. Yes. Um. And so there we go. And they, I would assume, get it on.
1: Uh Well vampire lesbians.
0: You see the vampire lesbians, Matt, they're coming for your girls. (laughs) They're coming for the ladies. going to convert them all and the patriarchy is going to die. Is this anything about the gay frogs? It's sort of like that, only it's vampires turning the lesbians lesbian. Wait, they're turning the lesbians lesbian? Don't question me, Matt. (laughs) If you try to apply (laughs) logic to how I talk, nothing will ever make sense again. Uh, Hey, what's that uh, website you got open on your phone there? Oh, transport just floods my phone all the time. Oh, oh, okay, but you're watching it currently. (laughs) It's flooding my phone <laughs> i can't make it stop all right all right all right we'll move on get
3: on with it
0: all right all right i'm going
3: yes get over it.
0: All right, I'm going. Assholes. Uh, Carl visits, as he had promised uh, Emma's father. Mademoiselle states that she is out for a picnic and will be out all day. Carl says if he can come back tomorrow, she says no, that they are busy and that he can call next week and come by. And that she also informs him that Emma's friend had left, so to try to throw him off the trail.
1: Yeah, see, she's part of it now. Yes. The governess is under the sway.
0: Yes, Uh, she definitely
1: is. I, I- wonder how much much love Carmela's in if she's got a side piece in the governess.
0: Well, it's something to help, you know, use. It's The governess is more like a tool. I wouldn't even say like an actual like love interest. She's more like a tool.
1: And by tool, do you mean like a vibrator? Yes. I she's mean. just a place for her to get off? <laughs> she is a dildo. She's a
0: side piece. She's a dildo, yeah. She's just a side piece. Yep. One of the maids finds Emma very unwell and brings it up to the head butler.
1: Is it just me or does the more pale and kind of dying that she looks, does she get hotter to you too?
0: Yeah. Yeah, chat up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been your friend for entirely too long. Uh, the butler brings us up to Mademoiselle and asks if we can bring in the doctor. Mademoiselle actually seems very concerned and actually kind of worried and actually thinking about bringing in the doctor. I see like conflict in her eyes all the way up until Carmella appears behind the butler. At this point, Mademoiselle gets a more focused look and says she will call the doctor when she deems it necessary. The butler, Mr. Renton, later that night is up in the bar in town drinking he comments to the bartender uh, about what's going on in the house and why the governess wouldn't let him call in a doctor and he kind of has a flashback to her saying that he makes the comment about her being a vampire the bar all of a sudden goes quiet and as Mr. Renton says he was just joking uh, the bartender informs him that there is no joke there have already been three deaths all from unnatural causes the women have been found pale and that their blood has been completely drained which Mr. Renton is now very concerned about, and he goes and wakes the doctor.
1: All the women have been found pale and completely uninterested in men, so therefore they're
0: evil and satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, Emma sees Carmela and says that in the room and says she's dying. She hopes that she's able to live long enough to see her father one last time. Uh, the doctor shows up and states that Emma's father actually had sent him a note sending him to the house. Uh, and Mademoiselle, of course, is not all that happy. The doctor's there and actually asked Mr. Retton if this was his doing and he plays coy that it is not. Um, at this point, while the doctor is checking out Emma. He sees the puncture wounds in her chest. Because he's
1: really checking out her boobs.
0: Yeah. And he becomes very concerned. Mr. Renton all of a sudden brings in garlic flowers. While the doc is generally starting to get pissed at him for believing in like nonsense and you know and uh, like town gossip and all that instead of science Mademoiselle comes in and is extremely angry about the flowers and insists that Mr. Renton gets rid of them before running out of the room.
1: Yeah but garlic has medicinal purposes other than anti-vampires.
0: Yeah. You would think the doctor would be like, oh, yes, excellent. It would work very well to purify the air of all
1: of the essence well, that needs to be done. <laughs> Back <laughs> in these <laughs> days,
0: I was surprised the doctor didn't go, all right, let's button her up with some cocaine and leeches and we'll be done. Clearly, we need to put leeches on her breasts where these two puncture wounds have happened to get rid of the evil spirits. <laughs> uh, but then, after seeing how man Mademoiselle was all got, the doctors actually set, tells Renton to go get more and put them and surround Emma with them.
1: Clearly, that lesbian is upset and it must be a vampire, so get more garlic to avoid more vampire and lesbians.
0: He, in fact, also finds a necklace as has a cross on it and puts that around Emma as well. What? <laughs> Nothing. He just got really
1: cross with her is all.
0: Oh, come on. That's why I didn't want to say it and I just <laughs> chuckled <laughs> to myself, goddammit. <laughs> Mademoiselle tells a maid to take the garlic flowers out. As she does, Mr. Renton stops them and informs her that the doctor wanted them in there and that the doctor is in charge of the patient. While Mademoiselle may be in charge of the house. The doctor has final say. And then he uses the flowers himself to scare uh, the governess right back into her room. Uh, and So the flowers go back in there, protecting Emma uh, from turning into a lesbian. So apparently, if you don't want a girl to turn into a lesbian, it's garlic flowers. Yeah, That makes sense.
1: Garlic flowers in Jesus. Yep. As we know, that's the only way to cure. And if you are trying to turn someone into a gay, you just feed them a marijuana.
0: Yes, you feed them a marijuana. Well,
1: Technically, you have to inject the marijuana to turn them
0: here's what you do if you want them to get the gay you give them the marijuana and eject them with it and then you show them rainbows and then they get the gay is that how that works that's how that works wow i'm a scientist you should listen to me i'm (laughs) pre-med i'm pretty sure you were (laughs) pre-law
1: same thing same thing same
0: thing Uh, but then to cure of the gay, you use garlic flowers and, and Jesus. Jesus. Yep.
1: And if you want to make them bisexual, you you use a mixture of garlic and the marijuana. You
0: use, uh, you use you have the garlic flowers surrounding them, but still inject marijuana, and that way they're into everything. Oh, and then
1: also you put a cross around their neck that's a rainbow. Yes, <laughs> a
0: yes. rainbow cross. A rainbow cross. It's a cross, but it's rainbow colors of yep. the cross. Exactly. And then yeah, you're then you're you're swinging both ways. Yeah. Then you just walk into a room full of people and just think to yourself, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here Carmella tries to enter the room but then sees the cross and the flowers and she backs out of the room um, as the doctor is riding home that night his horse throws him and he is attacked by Carmela. as he tries to fight her off he is murdered but not before making a cross in the dirt but then they never explained to anything if that helped anybody think, but
1: yeah it's like it would have fended her off but maybe it didn't if you work. Try, to,
0: try to throw her onto it but she instead killed him before he could do it.
1: He's just getting cross with lesbian vampires left yeah. and
0: right. Well man. Uh Emma's father returns and that is our next clip. I can't believe it. Neither could I sir at
3: first.
2: But let the landlord tell you. It is the Karnsteins come back. From that old ruined castle. The story is they were all wiped out. Aye, sir. So we thought. There was a young nobleman whose sister was murdered by them. This gentleman, Baron Hartog, he crept up to the castle late at night and he lay in wait. He saw a shroud and he knew that without it there would be no resting place for any vampire. Baron Hartog took the shroud and he waited. He chopped off the head of the vampire and he staked the rest in their graves. Then how could these, these things be here now? It's nonsense. I beg you to listen to him, sir think of miss emma if you don't believe me sir ask general spielsdorf general spielsdorf the general has gone away sir to visit a friend the Baron Hartog yes I remember now the general that was where he went sir where is the doctor it's past noon he said he'd be here this morning oh well, yes he said he'd come shall I send for him? you it? know I'll go myself
0: Carmella runs into the maid and tells her not to disturb Mademoiselle for the rest of the day as she is resting then says she wants to visit Emma but she would ask the maid to remove the flowers as the smell bothers her the maid says she cannot under orders of Mr. Renton and then Carmella asks for Mr. Retton is at that point and the maid did not know. Uh, Mr. Morton runs into Peter Cushing and Carl. Uh, He says he would stop and talk but unfortunately he needs to find the doctor. They state the doctor's with him and they show him the doctor's dead body and his neck's been ripped out. We have a quick cutscene where the governess is now writhing around in pain in her bed and she's looking like she's been being fed on since, you know, Emma's access to Emma's been taken away, so. Well, yeah, side piece. If you can't get with your main piece, get with your side piece.
1: And have two cell phones.
0: Yes, all the time. You gotta have a burner.
1: Or you can have a SIM card now. You can have two SIM cards on a phone.
0: Oh, there you go, yeah. Just yeah. take all, Yep. I found that that's much more... Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> carry on. All right. <laughs> Jesus, be cool. Uh, Mr. Morton uh, travels with the others, and that is our next clip. I traveled many miles to find about an hot hog.
2: I'm very glad I am to make this journey back here with him. But you, as an Englishman, Mr. Morton, will be less aware than we are of the need to seek out these evils immediately and to destroy them. Then you believe that it is true about this family of vampires? I know that it is true. You asked where we were going, Mr. Morton. Now I will tell you, and you can leave us if you wish. Our destination is Konstein Castle. I was determined to avenge the death of my sister. I knew where these monsters sprang from and what had to be done to rid the world of them. But face to face, my limbs seemed paralyzed. I prayed to God to give me back their strength. But when the moment came, I could not move. That moment has been a nightmare all my life. I was saved by a cross I wore. As it touched the vision of beauty which confronted me, I, I felt a shock of evil. And God, in his mercy, gave power to my arms. It was a woman. A very beautiful woman.
0: Mr. Renton will not remove the flowers for Carmela. In this point, Renton actually thinks Carmela is innocent in all this and believes Mademoiselle is acting pretty much alone. And he tries telling Carmela not to go near Mademoiselle, that she's dangerous and maybe not even human. She's um, a
1: smokescreen for Carmela at this point because yeah. she's the one that's act bizarre and Carmela's barking all her orders to her.
0: Yeah, and Carmella hugs uh, Mr. Renton uh, and can't believe what's happening. Then she starts kind of, you know, chewing on his ear a little bit and they get excited and she comes on and they make out so that's not good probably I mean well I mean it's really good for for like a minute yeah yeah yeah.
1: and then it's gonna turn really bad because A she ain't into
0: dudes no and B she's a vampire yes
1: I don't think you can turn a dude into a vampire lesbian
0: no No, I think he's just just food for the beast you just turn him into a goth and let him go about his way (laughs) he went on to make the band Nevermore after this (laughs) Uh, we are back at the castle and that is our next clip they were all evil in life Life
2: and remained evil after death that night I disinterred their bodies one by one I dug down into their graves and did what had to be done <laughs> I worked through the night until, in my exhaustion, I could dig no more. There was one grave I did not find, that of a young girl. After the horrors of the night, I could not spend another moment in this place. But here is her sweet and gentle face, Carla. Marcela? That girl is a guest in my house. Her name is Carmela, and my daughter is dying! What? Wait! Eberhard knows every inch of these forests he will get to your house in half the time. For God's sake, save
0: her! Retin is now under the control of Carmilla and instructs the maid to remove the cross as is marking Emma's skin. Uh, there's... We cut back again to the... There's a lot of cutbacks and forth here. Cut back to the castle. There's more looking for the actual grave, the actual body. Or,
1: I think they were trying to set up a, like a race against time. Like, yeah. Carmilla, will she get to Emma in time to either turn her... Or kill Or her. finally feed on her the last time. Yeah. So that she can then get back to this grave that they're trying to find a to keeper from doing that they have this whole back and forth fight thing
0: yeah brenton uh, then also has the maid remove the flowers as well and then he goes he finds carmella they have a make-out sesh, and then as it looks like he's about to get down she kills him bye bro that's been
1: my experience that when a beautiful woman usually is offering sex to me it's because they're gonna kill me
0: yeah same here <laughs> And I still do it because I'm a man and I'm stupid.
1: And yet somehow we survive.
0: Yes. Mainly because, you know, if you're like me and you start crying afterwards, they take pity on you. They feel too bad to kill you.
1: Or you just be like me where you're so good. They decide to keep you alive and then marry you. Uh (laughs)
3: Uh-huh.
1: She'll kill me someday. It's just that right now I serve my purpose. (laughs) I don't know how this works. Obviously, I don't know how any of these relationship dynamics work. Me neither. They're... I'm just going to assume that all women really want to be lesbian vampires because can... that's what this movie's teaching me.
0: They find the grave and then the cuts to Carmela goes to Emma and tells her that she is strong enough to stand and that she will give her strength because she is taking her with her. So now it just pretty much assumes that she's actually not going to kill Emma, but turn, well, technically kill, but instead turn her also into a vampire to live with her forever, probably.
1: Yeah, I kind of wonder if the quote unquote mother that was, you know, dropping Carmilla off with everybody, this is like a thing that's going to move on and then that mother's going to just move on and be on her own. Possibly. And, and now Carmilla and Emma would go off together and Carmilla would pretend to be Emma's mother or something.
0: Maybe, or they're just going to live together.
1: Well, there's that too. Yeah. And I'll explore more just of that in my 7,000
0: page sp- fan fiction is of this some movie. there in that fan fiction? There can be. Uh, please. I, I would like at least <laughs> 200 of the pages to be about cicerone <laughs> Out of 7,000? I can certainly do that Excellent Thank you That's all I ask
1: 200 pages of scissoring
0: Yes sure. Alright Thank you Alright <laughs>
1: www.scissoringenthusiast.com
0: <laughs> Exactly I really wish somebody Would make that a thing <laughs>
1: That's not a thing
0: Oh uh, I know it's not I wish somebody Would make it a thing Uh
1: So not a thing
0: I know It's not a thing man I want it to be a thing That's what I'm saying <laughs>
1: www.scissoringenthusiast.com Yes please Still Not a thing
0: I know Alright Get on with it oh. Yes Get over with it I'm going Alright We're back at the castle, and that is our final clip. The coffin has gone. For God's sake, where?
2: Anywhere in this castle or in these grounds. But there is still time. I doubt if she's yet returned, and she will not return until she has glutted herself with the blood of at least one victim. How can you be sure? Vampires are intelligent beings, General. They know when the forces of good are arraigned against them. She will want to rest a long time in her coffin. We must find that shroud.
0: Carmela is taking Emma down the stairs. We see a very sick-looking man mademoiselle stumble out of her room she wants to go with carmella and begs carmella to take her with emma watching carmella goes up and kills mademoiselle um right at that point carl gets there a fight ensues and carl's able to use a dagger as a cross to drive carmella away and she kind of just disappears he takes out his weapon
1: shows it to her and scares off the lesbian vampire
0: Yes, yes, that's, wow, this movie's really, really awful for women.
1: (laughs) I think it was coded in such a way, yes, uh, whether they did that intentionally or it was just the Patriarchy coming out all over the writing of the film. I don't know.
0: Yeah, right. The, the <laughs> more I think about it, like the more I'm like, wow, yeah. They gotta what they got I watched it hungover so I could actually enjoy it and not think of all the undertone meetings that now are bumming me out. Uh the more men- you could
1: just enjoy it and think about all the undertone meetings that are coming out uh. and just deal with the fact that they were there.
0: Yeah, it's true. The men find Carmilla's grave. They take her coffin into the chapel. There they find Carmela lying with in the coffin and Peter Cushing does what that badass son of a bitch always does and well now thinking back on it in really a bad way he takes out a long stick uh-huh. and stabs her with it. Yeah. Forces it into her
1: against her will. Yes. Curing her of her lesbianism and vampirism. Putting it, it, her
0: at peace. And then to make it sure it sticks he cuts off her head. Emma cries while they are doing this. Uh, you, you can tell they're must have a connection still while carl keeps telling to tell her it's over the men carry the coffin back to its its resting place as the vampire man watches and carmella's portrait turns into a skull roll credits
1: Yeah, the ending there with the portrait of Dorian Gray bit where her portrait starts to rot yeah. away. I think that was just their way of doing the transition so they didn't have to do what they did with all the Christopher Lee uh, vampire dissolving things which would have been very expensive and I don't think they had the money at that point for
0: this movie. Yeah, they spent it all on the fake heads. Yeah, the fake head was fucking glorious. Dude, both of them. Both yeah. decapitation scenes were really good. Yeah.
1: Now, you already pretty much nailed it with the whole them jamming the stake into the yeah. vampire
0: too. It's essentially a gang
1: rape where they're trying to make her not be her. Yeah. Now, that's also how it's kind of coded in Bram Stoker's Dracula whenever Lucy is staked when she's a vampire. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, she's a vampire who enjoyed a foreign man. So it's xenophobia where they try to claim her as their own
0: and take her back from this foreign evil. Goddamn, dude. (laughs) You're really starting to bum me out. (laughs) (laughs) I know. With the patriarchy. The
1: stuff is still there. The xenophobia, the the whole patriarchy thing that, that we're talking about here. I don't think it was intentional whenever they were writing this. I think they were just thinking vampire who is also a lesbian, let's be titillating about this. But there is some homosexual overtones to the original story as well. Yeah. It's a lot more subtle than what it is in this movie. Yeah. The movie definitely amps it up and makes it a lot more, let's just say, titillating.
0: Can I say one thing? Yeah. Because I always look up these movies, like I always Google the title after I watch them, to uh-huh. you know, get more info on them. Yeah. And I will say this, the art for vampire lovers, if you just want went and got the movie based off the art on oh, the would, movie poster yeah you had left surly disappointed
1: well that's it's just like ex- a whole
0: bunch of people chained to a wall with vampire women coming out
1: yeah that's exploitation yeah at its finest Those oh, of course posters, but yeah. i'm just
0: like oh so where's that movie
1: oh it exists that's <laughs> it oh it's out there Noise stuff like that exists. We'll get to that eventually.
0: <laughs> we'll get. We're gonna get to all that. Yeah,
1: we're still in the classy end of some of the sex exploitation that we've been
0: doing. Oh, I can't wait till we get delved into the <laughs> not classy section. I
1: will tell you that it's already in the location where you get the yeah, movies from. Yeah, yeah. There's some sleaze in there already.
0: I, you know what? You click in there, it like little pictures. Of course, pop up. Uh huh. Yeah, and some of them, I'm like, ooh, it looks like we're heading down to sleaze town soon.
1: Yeah, and. Whether or not I'm a benevolent court that allows you to do the notes for the sleaze town will be left to be seen. All right. (laughs) But you're about to get into some territory, though, that's going to make you real uncomfortable real fast. Really? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Both good and bad directions of uncomfortable. Oh. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, let's stop talking about future shows and let's talk about this show.
0: Yes. All right. I get the sense that you really liked this movie. I really did. I I mean, all fucking around aside. Yeah, it was fun. It was actually a lot of fun to watch.
1: The cinematography in it is amazing. It's so artistically shot.
0: As soon as I can now, especially the way I watch it where, you know, of, yes, I was hungover, I wasn't looking for deeper meanings and anything. And I was just kind of yeah. watching a movie yeah. about vampire lesbians. It, it, That's it, how you should watch it is just it, looking for vampire lesbians yes, the first and, time. It was a lot of fun. And then yeah. I also include my wife on the phone where I go up. Oh, there's the third boob appearance. Here we <laughs> go. Because I told her I was doing a movie about vampire lesbians.
1: Well, I told my wife that too. I was like, I got to go downstairs and watch the movie now. I'm like, it's a vampire lesbian movie. Yeah. And then like the thing she was picturing, what it was going to be like in her head was completely different. Scissoring. Yeah, probably. The th- whatever she was picturing in her head, she was probably picturing like late night Cinemax with incidental vampire fangs.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: there is some stuff like that that's on the docket. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, wasn't this at least, movie. At least when she, they, the vampires in this one opened up their mouths. They had like something that appeared to be real vampire fangs. I'm like waiting for like the ones that just like naked chicks with like the plastic 99 cent vampire mouth things. <laughs> I <laughs> there are some films like that I I would assume so yeah
1: (laughs) the eroticism in this is actually really well handled I think Uh, even though it's very clearly exploitative and a bit sleazy for the time frame can you believe this was shot in 1969 (laughs) (laughs) lesbian vampire film shot in 69 yeah buddy giggity Uh, but it was released in 1970 and for 1970 it feels so far ahead of its time not necessarily just in its content but it also handles it a lot better than some of the other lesbian in vampire movies. I was being facetious about how they're coming to take your women and all of that. Yeah. Because that is kind of the template. And yeah. we've seen that before, but with this film and the blood sp- Battered Bride that both heavily draw on the Carmilla-Mi-Carla you know whole Karnstein idea that that we've got going on here Uh I was surprisingly shocked at how well it actually handles the source material and kind of uses it as a scathing kickback against the patriarchy that kind of causes this sort of thing to have to be subversive especially since it was written in Victorian times and the only way that you could code characters with that kind of homosexuality is to also make them monsters because then there are other and then you don't have to explain why a woman would rather be with another woman than a
0: man. They had to use, era. yeah, they used, uh, 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 hypnotism. That's the only reason why a woman would want to be with a woman and not with a man. Well, and that's
1: why Bram Stoker made Dracula the way that it is, is because he couldn't actually write a steamy sex novel like he wanted to. Yeah. So he made steamy fucking vampire attacks which were very clearly just sex. Yes. I mean, the puncturing is puncturing for a reason, folks. Mm-hmm. And the fur in the mouth when the cat attacks is fur in the mouth for a reason, folks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm, lesbian face writing.
1: <laughs> God, this movie was really good, though.
0: It was. It, it was it, really fun.
1: It's a what? Ninety minutes, if that. Ninety
4: minutes. Hour Most and Most of half. that is
1: credits. Yeah. Or like, I would say about 10 minutes of that is the opening credits and the ending credits. So you got like a solid hour and 20 minutes of plot that you have to follow, which has no less than three different actresses getting naked for your pleasure.
0: And just for you. And it has Peter Cushing. I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) If you actually were a horror fan
0: and not a Star Wars fanatic. Peter Cushing was way more than that. Yeah. So much more. I mean, he was Van Helsing in a lot of the movies. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And even when he plays a
1: guy who's going after vampires, even though he's not named Van Helsing, uh-huh. He's Van Helsing. Yeah. For me, Peter Cushing is the Dr. Frankenstein. Yes. The end all be all Dr. Frankenstein. He's also my Van Helsing. He's my preferred Van Helsing. Yeah. But when I want to watch something specifically for Peter Cushing, I'm going for the Frankenstein movies that he's, he's in.
0: He was that alternate universe doctor that, you know, where he was actually Dr. Who in the dialects.
1: I don't mind those at all. Yeah. I know a lot of people have an issue with them because it's not necessarily canon, but then they went and made it canon anyway.
0: Yeah. So he's some form of the doctor. Your argument invalid. Yeah. Yeah, but in like, it's like a different dimension type doctor because there's a different type of TARDIS. It's, and he's human. And he, Yeah, he's, he's a Earth, human. Yeah. yeah, he's from Earth. Yeah. So We can agree that Peter Cushion is amazing. Yeah, he, he really turned any role and made it amazing. Yeah,
1: and I can watch the Star Wars movies that he's in for the times that he's in them.
0: I, it's one of the most impressive things that Rogue One did. Was, oh, I didn't like that. That really? Uncanny Valley Peter
1: Cushion CG. I yeah, like you know, I
0: liked it. Yeah. I did, I liked it, but I thought they used it just enough incorrectly and and brought his menacing, it made it seem like his menacing presence was there
1: my problem is that that is a slippery slope when you do that yeah you are basically inviting them to just resurrect whatever actor they want to and put them in any fucking movie just because they can
0: yeah I hope they don't do that see at least in the Rogue One movie Uh at least they made it it, it, the scenes he in were short And they made sense. It wasn't like elongated or anything like that. So,
1: and I am a big fan of Rouge One.
0: Yes. You like the Rouge One? That's how I spell it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I will never not make that joke when we talk about that movie. I I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, any more stuff to talk about the vampire lovers before we move on to the news? Because we haven't done news in like forever. We
0: have not done news in forever. And we have
1: plenty of time to fill up for the news. Yes, we do. All right. We're going to take another break here. We're going to play a promo from a podcast that is on the Legion Podcast Network with us. We're going to have a little bit more music befitting of lesbian vampires or just vampires in general you decide and when we come back we will have some psyop news are you
3: sick of the same old tale podcast well then join Vanessa and Darren as they dissect movies of all kinds the two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorite curiosities and first time watches to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of narc then there's the waiting room where they examine books and short stories so just look for them on Apple podcast and where fine podcasts are available they're part of the Legion podcast network follow them on twitter at vd clinic Pod. join them on facebook at facebook.com/group/vd clinic Pod or email them at vdclinicpod at gmail.com they're ready to cure what ails you <laughs> and still they just might be a little contagious. Well, I'm down on my knees again And I pray to the only one
2: Who has the strength to bear the pain To forgive all the things that I've done Oh, girl Lead me into your darkness When this world is trying its hardest To leave me
3: unimpressed Just one caress from you, and I'm.
1: All right. Now, if you listen the whole way through One Caress by Depeche Mode, there actually is some slight vampirism coded into that song, Mm -hmm. because especially after the part that I just cut off here that we're now talking over, the I've always loved the night, I'm shying from the light, and now you offer me my eternal darkness. Yes. So, you know, that's transforming one into a vampire from a female vampire, even though it's a man singing it.
0: Yeah, And I cried while he sang it. I'm goth now, so... (laughs)
1: It's a beautiful fucking song. And it's so well sung. All right. I'm a huge Depeche Mode fan, and I, I will fight.
0: All right. I will totally fight you. Sell
1: it the fuck down, man. You know what's going to make me settle the fuck down, man? What's that? Give me some Sion. Cheers.
0: let our buddy Mystique. That's Ken from Rhode Island. That's yeah. a boy Ken. It's the boy Ken. It's your boy Ken. It's the boy Ken. Wedding photographer arrested her sleeping with guests peeing on tree and threatening cops.
1: I'm taking another dick <laughs> is what she was screaming while the cops were trying to stop her.
0: One yeah. Texas wedding photographer services were far from picture perfect. Katie Mejita was hired to capture a couple's big day on Saturday, but instead managed to capture the attention of police who arrested her for public intoxication after she bedded a guest. Coming P- to me. Tree, I'm taking another dick and threatened authorities Old cops are bumbling dummies Mita 26 was booked into the Parker County Jail In charge of public intoxication And obstruction, uh, Retaliation online record show The photographer was snapping photos At a wedding celebration in Weatherford, Texas When members of the wedding party alerted An off-duty sheriff's deputy working security That Mahinda had been found having sex With a male guest according I have to- the most confused direction right now you, you hear a lot about her This male guest, do you think he's going to be invited to any- Parties or anything. Pulling it just to pull it. It fucked the photographer, man. I It'd mean, what a fear boner. Uh, yeah, right. Always oh, looking for Wang. Uh, she, well, yeah. It's going to uh, cost you some serious cock. <laughs> <laughs> she was reportedly warned uh, to knock off the inappropriate behavior, but instead of cooling down, she it's headed outside. It's the erection that counts. Right. And began yelling. she can't was, pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. She, she might she need arrested, to. Yeah. yeah. She was then asked to leave. Mehta allegedly made her way to a nearby tree and urinated on it.
1: Shoot some fucking ropes. If she wasn't urinating, <laughs> she was allowing the sperm to drain back out. <laughs> You know she wanted a cream pie.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And before she could make the guy shrimp it back out, Uh that's when they called the cops because she was ruining the theme for the wedding.
0: Oh, man. Take five foreskins and call me in the morning. Responding officers reportedly noticed that she reeked of alcohol and found a bottle of prescription Alprozolam. Wait, did you say she peed on a tree? Yeah.
3: I spilled pee all over the place, but I cleaned it up. I don't know
4: what they got a problem
0: with. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, used to treat anxiety and panic disorders in her jacket. Mahida was arrested for public drinking and allegedly spewed threatening messages of violence to the officers as they hauled her away in a patrol car.
1: You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Shooting sh- a fucking hot load all over this dog. She
0: <laughs> she said, that quote, y'all's daughters are dead. Y'all families will be dead by Christmas. She reportedly screamed.
1: I'm advocating corpse fucking here. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand.
0: Yeah. My dad is going to fight out about this. Y'all are fucking dead. Let's jacket D-E-A-D or something. A-D dead. Let's jacket or something. She was released from jail Sunday after posting a blowy. Uh, I mean, 10,738 <sighs> can't pay your a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Well, she paid over a $10,000 bond. Mahita works Oh, that would f- be an
1: expensive fucking blowjob.
0: Yeah, right? Uh, Mahita works professionally as both a photographer and model under the name Max McIntyre. Her Instagram account has more than 14,000 followers. Vagina smells like dead body. Oh, Matt, that's inappropriate to say about her. <laughs> Meanwhile, her sister told WFAA that Mahita believes her drinks were unloanedly spiked at the wedding. I make money from my sex work. It is what she was screaming as she was being dragged away being arrested. Oh, well, and then, yeah, here's the uh, her Instagram. Instagram. Oh, we've it's, all looked. We've all looked. Yeah. We've all looked and then immediately went, I have the most confused direction right now. <laughs> if yeah. you want a fear boner. Yeah, I could see why I Or got, fear
1: wide on or confused no, wide on. No
0: matter who the guest is at the wedding, I could see why they would have maybe <laughs> gone into a room with her. So, there you go.
1: My uh, dick and balls are worth a lot more than $60. Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. <laughs> oh, God. Matt looked at the picture and then he said, mostly because I have put my penis inside of you. <laughs> yeah. <Bayback." laughs> <laughs> Let's do another news story.
0: I'm going to. Oh, man. Uh, this one's posted. Uh, give it to my Chris Mounts. A boy, Chris. Boy, Chris. Bomb shocked to find Disney DVD she bought for her son three from Poundland was actually The Exorcist.
4: I hate a toddler.
1: Which is why I put The Exorcist in there yeah, yeah. and shipped it over.
0: I just, I thought, you know, when you buy something from something called Poundland, you might be getting something different.
1: It's like Dollar General.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, though. It's
1: like Dollar Land. It's just yeah, called it's, pound
0: pound it's the pound the yeah. 'cause they're over they're they're across the pond. But <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's still it's pound land. I'm just saying. You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably there's, fix that for a low There's your differences between the Americans and the British. Pound a store called pound land over here means something entirely different. Yes. <laughs> Don't for anybody if you're listening to us over there uh across the pond and you come here and you see a store says pound land, trust me, it's not the same thing. Don't go in there.
1: Depending upon your belief structure, it might be Better. Yeah, well, I
0: hate a true. toddler. We know. We all hate toddlers. Fine. Beth Golden, 22, was sitting down to watch the 2002 Disney movie Treasure Planet. With I'm a cunt with her three-year-old son Eli when she realized the DVD was a terrifying 1973 movie about a child possessed by a demon. Let's jacket or something. Circle jerk. The young mom said she quickly switched the movie. Often voted the scariest of all time off when she realized it wasn't Treasure Planet. Do you think it's the scariest movie of all time? <laughs> Okay. I don't think
1: it's that scary of a movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, Beth... Beth, a uh, primary for, school work
1: For me, The Exorcist is a yeah. horrific comedy. Really? Yeah. Nice. I just laugh my ass off at it the whole way through. And he keeps getting
0: funnier. Every, Every single time, time I, I see it. That's a bit of the fact you're talking to a dead guy.
1: No, The Exorcist is still absolutely horrifying, but as someone who watched it or good portions of it when he
0: was four, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, what are you do? I turned out fine. This kid's going to be okay. Oh God, this poor lady. Get him into therapy now. It's going <laughs> to cost you some serious cock. The Sorry. gist of the story. They got the
1: wrong fucking DVD because somebody swapped it out or there was a big mistake and then the poor kid saw the exorcist and now he's going to be court fucking 20 years later.
0: Alright, here we go. Here's one from Villa. Bodybuilder wraps penis around lily so you'd be covered in tattoos. Rolling pin, yeah. Yep, yep. That, ouch. Would you ever do that? If you <laughs> want a fear boner. It's going <laughs> to cost you some serious cock. That too. Ray Houghton has gone to extreme lengths to get his, the body he wants. First off, he's a bodybuilder, so he spends a lot of time working out. But more, a more distressing bit of effort he's put into his body is wrapping his penis around a rolling pin so he could get it tattooed you asked me if i would ever do that yeah i
1: can't it's micro penis time oh
0: damn Oh, damn. Uh, the 61 year old used a rolling pin to keep his penis in a position during a four hour tattoo session. Let's jacket or something. He says it wasn't too painful. He's used to the pain of getting tattoos, but his testicles swelled up to four times their usual size. I think that's the going in the done. spank bank. I think that's going in the spank bank. <laughs> I don't feel the pain anymore, but the tattooist couldn't believe I wanted to get such a sensitive area done, said Ray. Wait, his balls swelled up to what? Four times. Dropped the humongous balls. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, but couldn't believe I wanted to get a tattoo in such a sensitive area, said Ray. There was quite a bit of blood, and it was uncomfortable to walk the next day. All no kinds shit. of things
1: you don't want on your dick.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, that's dead on, man. We used a rolling <laughs> pin because that was the easiest way for the tattoo to be done. You just can't do it on a bench or a worktop. My HPV will cure what ails you. It was quite weird at first, but it made a lot of sense. It worked out perfectly, really. Ray can now probably say he's got tattoos all over his body. He spent about 7,500 lira and more than 240 hours on a full tattoo body. Size.
3: It always comes back to dick.
0: His tattooing mission began when he tried to get some old inkings covered up. And yeah, so Ray has his eight original tattoos, including a boat, a naked woman, a geisha, and the words mom and dad done in a caravan near his royal, artillery base after getting into bodybuilding ray discovered that he was too embarrassed of those tattoos to show off his muscles so he decided to get them covered up with a Maori Maori Yeah I'm not reading it too but now yeah. uh, from- so he
1: went tribal but he decided to choose a type of tribal that not a lot of people have tribal to- tattoos yes. of it's like getting Polynesian tattoos Ah. and trying to say that you're not getting tribal. Yes, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
0: From then on, he said about covering his entire body in tattoos to cover up any signs of aging. I was so desperate to get it done, I didn't like to look in the mirror and see my aging skid, said Race. I like to look young. I hated seeing varicose veins and wrinkles. It's horrible.
1: <laughs> you know what? He had to go back and talk to his tattoo artist after it's over. What? Hey, bro, I can't get it up.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, after getting his penis tattooed on Christmas Eve, Rain now feels complete. This is like traces of death fucked a porno i had age spots and scars that i was ashamed of he said but now on his dick i don't know but now i'm proud to go along on your dick now i'm now i'm proud to go along to the nudist beach people can tell me that they can't believe how good i look for my age (laughs) I feel Shooting like a fucking hot load all over this dog. I feel like a celebrity and I love people staring at me. Shoot I've some been
1: fucking ropes.
0: Big all my life. And as I got older, people stopped telling me I looked good, but now I feel great again. Let's jacket or something. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, holy God. Christ, let's go lick some assholes. That too.
1: It's micro penis time. Drop the humongous balls.
0: Oh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Yes, but that's not news. That's not news. That happens like all the time.
1: You know, after you get your cock tattooed, you definitely, mostly because I have put my my penis
0: inside of you. Well, Bareback. speaking of that, this comes from Ad, uh, no, uh, the metal rod up my rectum. Oh, Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Yes. Uh, this came from Justin uh, from adequate man at deadspin.com. What? what did we get stuck in our rectums last year? You want to do a little ass play? Yes, it's here. It's finally, It's this is a written by uh, Barry uh, Petchesky. Your silicone <laughs> penis budget is out of control. It's here. It's finally, finally here. Every year seems like a big day will never come, but it's here. It's the day to gather with your family and friends round the hearth, warm beverages, sweet treats at the ready, and I have a hearty cordial over things America stuck inside itself. It couldn't remove without the help of trade professionals. And on your rectal passage. Yeah. All reports <laughs> are taken from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission's database of emergency room visits. My all descriptions my asshole, are verbatim. And none of those things belong in there. Booty so, juice. Booty juice. Gotta have it now. Oh, see. They work south. So there's ear, nose. Hold on. Oh, my God. Here were things that were stuck up into a penis. Stuck inside a penis. Yes. Okay, go ahead. All right. Pipe clean her. <laughs> Ouch. Straw. Yeah. Domino. Cock stuffing. It's oh. a thing. Cock stuffing oh. is a thing, man. Wait, I know. I know. Wait, wait. It's a thing. Thin electrified rod. Mm.
1: <laughs> Thin electrified rod. Yeah. Somebody's into shock in their
0: junk. <laughs> a piece of hard white plastic that he broke off while working with crafts. People cock stuff <laughs> weird is, stuff. This is verbatim what they I've read. seen
1: x-rays of someone who put a fork inside themselves backwards.
0: Oh. In their cock hole. In the pee hole yeah, of their cock. Uh, back of a remote control. Yeah. metaphor Paper clip, yep. fingernail clippings, that's, toilet paper. That's, that's just dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, toilet paper, pen cap, six to seven BB pellets.
1: Inside the urethra is where they're finding these things.
0: Put soap on electrical wire, inserted wire into penis. <laughs> I'm just going to stop
1: talking. I'm going to mute my <laughs> mic and I'm going to let you read off this list because this is fucking gold.
0: Crack vial, crafting string, <laughs> fork, pen, and jelly wrapper.
1: After each of these things you're listing off, I need you to say, in my penis. <laughs>
0: No oh, chain, pieces of plastic hanger in your penis. 3M Command Strip plastic hook. <laughs> Ouch! Oh. And ladies, we don't want you to feel left out. Here are the things that were found and stuck up in vaginas. Coincidentally, vagina smells like dead body. Now, here we go. Small child's toy. America is a bunch of cunts. Baton. I'm a cunt. Colored pencil. I make money from my sex work. Quote, inserted a crayon in vagina. Can't remember if it came out. Unquote. I have the most confused direction right now. Multiple cotton balls. Hey, bro, I can't get it up. Cap of deodorant
1: spray. The cap from deodorant spray? Just the cap. You know what probably happened there? What? They were probably trying to use the deodorant like a, like a dildo yeah, for the deodorant spray. Came off. Yeah. yeah, and then the cap just came they off did and then it the wrong like,
0: way. Yeah, and then like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Just the tip. Basically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Again, Domino. So dominoes are really popular. Just Stick it thing.
1: Domino in a vagina seems slightly less painful than Domino in a penis. Yes, yeah.
0: How much you would have bet when we get down to ass, we see Domino on there too? Oh, probably. All right. Survey says,
1: I know someone out there has put a domino or a whole pack of them in their ass.
0: You know someone who's done that? Yeah, kind of. Uh, Listen, man, don't ever come near my dominoes. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I'm trying to back out of this without exposing this person. Oh, oh my God, this is real? I thought this (laughs) was a joke that you're saying it is you
1: (laughs) yeah no no it's not i'm just trying to make it stress that i'm telling you that it's not me okay but
0: yes i know of somebody and it's not so what i know i don't think so oh no (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway pieces of a pen glass paperweight ouch Quote, had an egg vibrator come apart in vagina, leaving part of it and five batteries in the vagina, vaginal canal, Un- unquote. Well, that's not their fault. No, that's just, that's just faulty equipment. That's just mistakes happen.
1: That's just a, you know, a freak piece of equipment
0: breaks. Artificial fingernail. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, makeup brush.
1: Oh yeah. I've heard of girls using makeup brushes to masturbate
0: before. Toy plastic banana. Well, duh. Yeah. Duh. I mean, yeah.
1: That just makes sense. Especially if it's like, doesn't have any seams on it. That just makes sense.
0: Uh, penis ring. Yeah
1: it's going to slide off. Yeah.
0: Quote slipped and fell a wet floor at home. Also has had sex toys stuck in vagina for eight months. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) You just saw my brain, like trying to work (laughs) out the physics (laughs) of that. Same.
1: Same. I was like, okay, so did you have the toy in when you slipped and fell and then that like, well, helplessly maybe,
0: lodged it? Or like she slipped and fell, got hurt, they went in and did an x-ray and they're like there's something inside you and then you oh my god, yeah, I totally forgot. Oh, that's
1: another thing that I didn't even think about. So let's say she pops her hip when she falls, doesn't realize that she's had this toy stuck in her for like ever, Yeah, and then the doctors find it and remove it, Yeah, and she's instantly less happy.
0: Yeah, it's just a bad mood. <laughs> Until right. the batteries
1: die, just let her run.
0: Here we go. We're, we're, we're direct them now. Here are the things <laughs> you want to do a little ass play. That Probably would have happened here. All right. Christmas ornament ball. I've heard of that. Billiard ball. I've heard of that too. Nail file. Ouch. Shot glass.
1: I've heard somebody try that before. Crack cocaine with sex objects. Crack cocaine with sex objects. Yes. That seems like a waste of crack. Why are you booty bumping with sex toys? I don't know. I don't know. That's a clip. Glad you <laughs> talked over top of it.
0: Uh, SD card. It kind of makes sense if you're trying to smuggle something.
1: Yeah. 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 Particularly like out of like, you know, a foreign country or, you know, whatever.
0: All right. Quote jumped on bed, toothbrush was on bed, and went up patient's rectum. End quote. Horseshit. Yeah. Patient <laughs> shoved toothbrush <laughs> <Yeah>. up rectum.
1: <laughs> made up stupid story Thank to you. cover it.
0: Thank you. Uh, quote sat down on the sofa and accidentally sat on a ballpoint pen. Pen lodges in rectum. Bullshit.
1: Shoved ballpoint. Naked? Yeah, yeah. Shoved ballpoint pen up ass. Came up with lame Carver story. Yeah,
0: yeah. Plastic pencil case, marker, green crayon, iPad stylus, lube bottle with cap on.
1: Uh, I've heard of people trying.
0: That before. Yeah. Uh leg of telescope. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> inventive. Uh, yeah, right. Plastic cigar holder. Duh. Well, that
1: makes sense. But yeah. yeah, don't shove it all the way up in without a pull string
0: to take it back out. Exactly. Push drugs up rectum using a lighter. Was able to treat drugs bag, yet believe lighter got stuck. Well, that's just, you know. <laughs> At least get got the drugs out. Yeah. Uh plastic pill bottle. Travel size Also containing drugs. <laughs> Travel size mouthwash bottle. Also containing drugs. Small shampoo bottle. Also containing drugs. Small size shampoo bottle full size shampoo bottle
1: <laughs> it's probably not from the leader sale that happens once a year
0: <laughs> full-sized aerosol can
1: golf oh, they probably didn't go cap first otherwise no. golf ball
0: two golf balls in bag <laughs> golf ball that's a hole in one <laughs> um <laughs> hold on <laughs> no this one's uh this one's especially you want to do a little ass play let me preface this by saying this was not me no matter how much this sounds like me uh-huh this isn't me okay took a soda bottle with fireball whiskey via his rectum stuck bottle in rectum and squeezed that wasn't me
1: that really sounds like
0: something it, you would do yeah i know but it's not me <laughs> i would tell you guys if i was into that <laughs>
1: butt chugging fireball yeah i'm pretty sure you're into that I'm, well i
0: can't It hurts too much. Ha <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the burn? I don't like the bird. Uh, that's why I had to cool it on uh, mango habanero wings. Uh, plastic pill bottle. Wow, there's S- a lot of pill bottles. Yeah. Seven ounce beer bottle. A bar of soap. Candle and condom. Oh, they at least are being safe. Yeah, I mean, you want your candle to not smell like ass when you light it when you're done with that. Ugh, this is why we need sexual education. Uh-huh. squirt a mixture of bleach and water into rectum wanting to prevent AIDS.
1: Uh, <laughs> I blame the Bush era sex education for yeah. this. For I I can't blame the Trump era yet, but I'm sure that's going to be coming. Going to be a lot of damage done for that. Oh yeah. Oh God. Light bulb. Depending upon the light bulb though, that may
0: not be so bad. Handle of a broom. Well, that's, yeah. That's a prison dildo. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, cell phone. Keychain with flashlight and battery. (laughs) Keychain with flashlight and battery. (laughs) Has vibrator. And this is another doctor's note. Has vibrator and rectum and tried to remove it with screwdriver and lacerated rectum. Object in colon now. Jesus Christ. That went from bad to worse.
1: Okay, let this be a lesson to you folks. If you get something jammed in your ass, Just don't try to pry it out with a fucking call, screwdriver. Call the
0: professionals
1: and Court and I will come over and we'll help get it out. What you need is two things. A friend who can keep a secret and a pair of ice tongs. <laughs> yeah, that's is right. that a David Tell yeah, joke, right? A, no, uh,
0: yeah, David you Tell Joe, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you, need a, <laughs> you need a pair of ice tongs and a friend who can keep, keep a, a secret. secret. Uh, and then the last one. Significant amount of string. I want to know know what a significant amount is.
1: You know, there's actually um, like a, I don't know if it's Buddhist, but there's like some type of uh, monk that will ingest like a huge amount of not yarn, but like a type of like ribbon or like cotton fabric. That's like a long ribbon like style. Yeah. To quote unquote clean them out and they'll eat it and let it pass through their body. Damn. Like, you know, it goes all the way through them. It's like a thing that they do where they just sit there, chew and swallow, chew and swallow and just take the whole like fucking thing down. I, I, I don't know what faith in particular that it does or what the purpose of that is. I just know that there's a practice that people do that. Yeah. And I wonder if that was one of the people and it just, you know, became like a beasel and wouldn't leave. Because <laughs> that happens if you eat, like if you have too much hair that you swallow, like yeah. it'll happen with people with big beards sometimes or like long hair. If they end up chewing on their hair <laughs> and swallow too much of it. That's true. It will like form in your gut and become what I think it's referred to as a beazel. It becomes this thing that you can't digest and you also can't pass and they have to go in and remove it or break it up. Yeah. Yikes. I saw that in a couple of different like medical, like I think that was one of of them on house that happened to somebody yeah and then i think it was in scream queens on season two as well one of the people was eating hair and had a beasel.
0: oh <laughs> That's gross.
1: Yeah, and the, I think it was the one of the main characters' dads from uh, the first season that started developing that weird thing for eating his own hair. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we just talked about all the things that people are inserting into their ass, and that grosses you out.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Eating hair just is... It's weird. It is. It's it is. really fucking weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's a strange thing to have a compulsion to do, but some people do. So yeah. All right. So now that we're all thoroughly disgusted, yes. I think it's time to move on and close out this show. I think so. <laughs> so we're going to play a promo for another podcast, which may or may not mind following all of that discussion. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know. They're really not sure. They seem very open to a lot of different topics of discussion. Yes, they are. And we will have a little bit more music that is befitting of lesbian and or female vampires. And when we come back, we will close out this fucking show. Doms and subs, masters mistresses and slaves, owners and pets,
5: daddies, mommies and littles, primals and prey, switches, heathens, kinksters and deviants. Welcome to Legion After Dark. Legion After Dark is a movie review podcast with a kinky twist. I'm your host, Lady M, and every episode I'll be reviewing a movie with a BDSM or kink theme. I'll also be talking about books, sex toys, bondage equipment all the fun things that make life grand i'll be featuring a different kink each episode and i'll even give you a song to sing to so join us on legion after dark coming soon to legion podcast network
1: Dusk and Her Embrace with Cradle the Filth. Love the name of the band. Really, really loved that band for a very long time. Not so sure I love them so much now. It's been ages since I've actually listened to them, but I love all the old stuff. Yeah. I remember discovering this particular album, Dusk and Her Embrace, a long, long time ago. I was like still in high school, and I think it was like an imported Digipack that came over from overseas. Yeah. It was before it was even like, you know, released here. <laughs> 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 and the one cool record shop in the entirety of the shitty county that I lived in got that it in, was playing it in the store. I paid 30 bucks for that fucking thing. Nice. <laughs> oh, and I don't regret it. I've been a Cradle of Filth fan ever since, so there you there go. The reason I picked them is they actually worked with Ingrid Pitt, the star of this movie, and our main vampire, Carmilla Micarla. Oh, yeah. They worked with her years later after she was kind of retired from acting and everything, mm-hmm. and they had her read um, dialogue. They have a lot of like spoken word stuff that they'll have uh, ladies do, and they hired her for an entire album. Now, I didn't choose any of the songs that she's on because those didn't quite... Quite fit with what we're doing here yeah. for this show, but uh, they did hire her, and that's the reason why I picked them, so there we okay. go. I was not in any way, shape, or form trying to kill time until I brought up my notes for the show housekeeping. Oh, yeah. That's not what I was doing at all. <laughs> <laughs> but if you would Good like cover. If you would like to help me get to the show housekeeping notes a little bit faster, <laughs> you can support the show while you support the show. teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash cinema dash psyops. That store is looking like some lesbian vampires went through and just wrecked the town.
0: Yes. No, right?
1: no, no one's ordering anything. I don't know. It's like, why you. Salem like Salem's out there. Yeah, it is. It's like Salem's slot post uh, Barlow. <laughs> yeah, right? You can find our main landing page, which is still quite active and still quite kicking, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. It's a little more like uh, Castle Rock. It's all damaged and crazy, but people still live there and people keep coming back. Yes. Until Needful Things time, but uh, as long as you contribute to the Patreon, we don't have to worry about needful things happening to Le- Legion. Exactly. You can find us on Facebook where we have our group, Cinema Psyops, where you can post your psyop news queries to see if we will cover that you can also post your alternative photography crazy ass fucking memes whatever funny shit I love there. it all just make us laugh that's really all you need to do for cinema psyops Facebook group make us laugh and stick with the tone of the group basically yeah which is atonal.
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> you can find me on Facebook I am court psyops you can find Matt on Facebook he is Matt psyop currently I believe there is an actual photo of me looking sexy with my beard groomed out my wife took that photo yeah nice yeah and it's the best I've looked in a long time damn time way to go matt still currently has the plank that is covering up what his face actually looks like it's all john to see and says brutal but if you do your research folks you can dox matt
0: he's out there oh god damn it he's real easy Dude, to find don't do that <laughs> come on <laughs> not ready for that yet hashtag dox matt oh god <laughs> you can
1: email feedback to matt say at gmail.com see if you can get him to pay you not to dox him <laughs> You can email feedback to court court at gmail.com. See if you can pay him to dox Matt. <laughs> you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats. I'm at court underscore psyop. He is at psyop Matt. You can just hashtag dox Matt at both of us there on Twitter. <laughs> He's just being silent. and doesn't even <laughs> want to talk about it now. I haven't even talking to you anymore. <laughs> well, while you're out there, folks, doing your research and trying to find out what Matt psyop really looks like. Oh, God. Kick no the fuck know that. out of this week and make it your bitch. <laughs>